0: Get this thing popping, bro. For real, man. And like I said, I'm excited for us, man. We really we really have taken the time to craft this thing. Yeah. This ain't just the first episode. This will be technically like the ninth or tenth episode.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the tenth episode, but this will be the first one that people are hearing.
0: Um, yeah, which is which is hella cool because um it ain't just about always just running downhill. You know, saying so yeah, we we took the time, we did the reconnaissance. You know? we, <laughs> we, we the ironed stakeout. out the kinks. <laughs> yeah,
1: we had the stakeouts. We you know, we got all the we, info we need. Yeah,
0: we fortified our defenses. So, you know, we scouted the artillery that the oppositions may have. We, yeah. we we can uh we can go at it with a better sense of understanding than yeah. Just episode all- one.
1: Yeah, this is not episode one to us, but it's episode one to all of you out there. So That's, <laughs> it's you know. It's okay. You're going to hear everything eventually that we've uh, that we've covered in our unreleased tapes. It's kind of like, you know, when Dave Chappelle dropped The Chappelle Show and then you had the unreleased episodes, you know, just so you could see what missed the cut or what, you know, what left on the cutting room floor. Uh, Yeah, I like I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I know they're going to they're going to enjoy it, too. Um, the fact that we'll be speaking with no boundaries, with just an opportunity yeah. to allow people to come with their authentic ideas and, and just relate to somebody else. Trying to have an original thought.
2: Yeah,
0: that, It takes a lot in this era, bro, to have an original thinker in this era. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It's like finding the sage back in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, and there's Some chances. Yeah. And, and what's important to note when, when it comes to original thought, it doesn't mean you're the first one to think of it. And I think that's what a lot of people get wrong. It's like, well, there's no such thing as original thoughts. It's like, well, you're you're thinking about it all wrong, or you may have a different definition than what I'm working with. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with with thinking the way someone else does, but I think it becomes original when you actually take the time to investigate it. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's quote unquote, quote unquote original. You know, yeah. If, if anything, it's more just it's um, it's man what's the word it's like there's nothing original it's all recycled but yeah. it's a matter of how you understand it and embody it that makes it meaningful
0: uh, that's so true man i yeah. love the way you put that bro it's it's a thing that i realized the other day because i mean of course on social media they're always arguing about something that's obvious uh, <laughs> but they were talking about there was, yeah. a, there was some type of reel on one of those apps that I'll be on, yeah. and it said that, you know you ever notice that when you have an idea and you don't act on it, somebody else gets it and then yeah. they actually act on it and become what you said you could be? And yeah. you end up saying, oh, man, I thought of that. I thought of that, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you have
0: one of those moments? I, all the time, bro, yeah. because I understand that thoughts become things. Yes, are literally just energy looking for a vessel that will
1: do what it will do. That's it. man. Yeah. Give me an example. Give me your like most. um, I don't want to use the word famous, but like the biggest example where it's like, wow, that was actually pretty meaningful thing that they did that I already thought of before they did. You know what I'm about
0: to bring up because you are this to it, bro. <laughs> I showed these motherfuckers
1: how to use Twitter. You did back
0: before they knew how to use Twitter.
1: I knew. I knew you were gonna bring up Twitter because uh, huh? you're still the Twitter goat in my head. Like <laughs> you may not have invented Twitter, but you invented tweeting as it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm telling you, like. Twitter was hot when we were, you know, high school. Twitter was hot. And, like, nobody was tweeting like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. I mean, I used to sit. We wouldn't even be together. We'd be, you know, I'd be at the house or be somewhere else. But I'd be on Twitter looking for, for Canby Enigma. You know, <laughs> yes, sir. Saying, uh, bro, I was on Twitter. just, And you would tweet, like, every two minutes. For for a long stint, and I'm like, bro, when is he going to stop? And I would, like, I'd be amongst other, you know, other friends. And I'd be like, yo, Cam just said this. And, like, bro, nobody was doing it like that. <laughs> nobody was doing it. It was more like you were trying to incite riots. Man. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Like, mm-hmm. you were trying to get people to think and to talk rather than sharing stupid thoughts that nobody cares about. You know what I'm saying? Like, People other people were tweeting about uh, you know, just had XYZ for lunch. So good, you know. But you weren't talking about stuff like you were inciting riots mm-hmm. before that was cool on Twitter.
0: Real talk, man. Yeah. Real talk, man. I was I in live tweeting. For real. I was like tweeting my life. I would be in class with people and be tweeting (laughs) exactly what we're doing. Things that people didn't know how to necessarily say online and how to use platforms like that. Uh I was 09 is when I jumped on Twitter and that's exactly the year it came out, man. Back in 2009, Twitter was like the wild, wild west. Uh Real time. Celebrities would tweet fans like yep. directly. That's why Rihanna got in trouble a few yep. times based on some of the things she was tweeting. People like Wiz Khalifa, Soldier Boy. Some yep. of your favorite stars were on there, and yep. we were following each other. I, I would be tweeting and, and commenting on Wiz and shit.
1: Like, oh man, this dude yeah. with good conversations. Yeah, yeah, like side note, Soldier Boy was the first rapper on Twitter. So. Man, you <laughs> <laughs> your mind right, Big Drake up, man. Hey. Big Drago was the first rapper to have an iPhone, too. Straight so, up, man. And he was the first rapper to do a lot of things. Just like really
0: man. put some respect on that man's name, <laughs> bro. And I mean, he was on Twitter. People like that didn't. They were, they understood that the platform was trying to blow up and be something to where we could all communicate in real time. But when Twitter first popped off, that's not how it was. It was similar to what you were saying, C. James. People saying, oh, lunch was good or about to go out on the town or uh, just kind of like people using it as a post it note. And the posts were shit that you could have just done without posting. Yeah. I was posting song lyrics i'd post jokes puns current events i would talk about situations that were going on in california or in japan and people are like you know all these people from around the world they my tweets yeah (laughs) (laughs) these my tweets
1: (laughs) and and you've uh you've developed real relationships off twitter too that's what's you know that's what's really cool because although social media connects everybody you're still not you're not friends with these people, mm-hmm. but you've actually developed friendships with people on Twitter that you've never seen. You actually didn't you just meet up with somebody that Absolutely. you became friends with on Twitter mm-hmm. for the first time, and y'all mm-hmm. are, are clear across the country, you know. So that, Man, that's what
0: cool. we we are like locked in, and it was based on tweets, just seeing somebody see something or say something that I relate to, and then I'm like, yo, what's up. And from those type of connections, if you actually are a sociable person, you could actually meet some great people. Now, the ironic thing about it is in 2023 heading into 2024, I don't even use that app no more. Yeah. it's Not just because of who bought it and who owned it. It's yeah. more about the way I like to connect with people these
1: days. It's and
0: changed. Yeah. friends still have those people, but I realized that I'd rather live tweet my friends uh, on their personal phone. Or I'd rather, you know, use a video chat. Now that's a big thing, is yeah. you like video chats, sending each other memes, or sending each other reels or different posts. That's a different yeah. form of connection that Twitter lost for me that I, I really don't see myself getting back to.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I i I haven't been on Twitter in years, probably like five, six years. I was, I was always more of an observer on Twitter. Mm-hmm um you know that that was just my thing um because honestly i didn't care to to really talk to people on twitter i cared to to see what people were saying i was more of a digester of of content on that app you know other apps i was more a contributor but but yeah bro i i i agree twitter live tweeting the way people tweet now you were the first one i ever saw to do Mm -hmm. it you know, and it's 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 really cool because I, I bro I've talked about you over the years, man. Like <laughs> in college and, and post college, like yeah, my boy Cam is crazy on Twitter. Like yes, sir. he is the tweet master. So yeah, I'm I give you I give you your credit. You um, gotta give me
0: one of your things, bro. what, what is something that you
1: said? <laughs> Yo
2: you,
1: you're gonna laugh. That's bro.
2: My brain.
1: <laughs> you're gonna laugh. So I invented in my head. I invented a product that you didn't think you needed. But once you hear it, you'll be like, you know what? I could use that. Um, it was 2009, 2008. I, I was eating a hard shell taco <laughs> and it crumbled on me, right? And I instantly said, I need some taco tape, like in my head, taco tape, right? Yeah, so I started developing the idea more as a joke. So I would tell, you know, tell everybody like, "Yeah, bro, uh Taco Tapes the new thing." Like I was playing, but I was also serious. But mm-hmm. I knew as a 16, 17-year-old cat, I didn't have the resources, the capital, the means to ever bring Taco Tape to fruition. So it always remained a joke. But I also th- thought it's brilliant, but it's almost so brilliant it's stupid so mm. i was like this will never be a thing like it's practical but it'll never be a thing right so i i came up with the whole business plan i was like, yeah taco tape it won't be like a, a huge product but it'll be like one of those in cap things where you know they have the clips on the side of the aisles where you pull something off the clip and yeah. it's like an accessory to the main things in the aisle, right? So I was like, yeah, taco tape it will be multiple flavors. You'll have the salsa verde. You'll have the nacho cheese. You'll have the spicy. You know what I'm saying? You'll have, you'll have all these different flavors of taco tape, and it'll be an edible adhesive that holds your crunchy tacos together. Of course. Yeah. So you still get the crunch, but you don't get the mess, right? hmm Bro, I want to say a month or two ago. Because I was telling my girl about taco tape. This is a recent recent discovery. Oh, a month, wow. A month or two ago. Hold on. I'm about to Google it. Got these, to, bro. These recent no way. Yeah, these recent college grads from, I want to say, USC or something like that, developed something called Tasty Tape. Huh. Mess-free, stress-free. What is Tasty Tape? Edible tape. It's sticky. You can eat it, and it's good for the environment. And they are featuring like pictures of burritos wrapped in their Tasty Tape. And let's see, it's developed by one, two, three, four female founders who were classmates that stud- studied chemical biomecular engineering at Johns Hopkins. So not USC. Um, but yeah, they developed Taco Tape essentially, and just called it Tasty Tape. It's a real thing, and Bruh. let. And, bro, I thought of it in 2008. Bro, I'm so
0: mad because I'm looking at this shit right now, bro. I'm mad for you,
1: family. (laughs) It's a real thing, and they have partnership. Like, bro, it's crazy. The (laughs) things that you think never will have life. Um, And I thought it was brilliant, but I also thought it was so comical. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I never thought it would be a thing. But you can add, bro, Logan was like my my number one business partner talking about this. We would actually like really talk about taco tape as if we were really going to do it, knowing we never would. But I have I have receipts. Anybody wow. Yeah, anybody can, even in college I was talking about taco tape to my classmates. I'm like, "Yeah, bro, taco tape is the truth. Like it's it's it is the invention that the world needs that they don't know." And 2 months ago I looked. Tasty tape. That is, bro, that is the most
0: bizarre <laughs> turn of events I have ever heard of, bro. And I'm, I'm that goes back to what we were saying, bro. Those yeah. thoughts are energy, bro. It will move on to a vessel that will. If yeah, you won't. Eventually. You know, so it's, it's not. That's why I'm glad that you said, you know, it's not truly original with the air quotes. I know y'all can't see me. But yeah. no, it's an original thought once you own it and put yeah. your energy into you put, you it. Own- that's when that thought becomes original.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So the, the, the term cliche, I think, is overused quite a bit. I mean, there's only so many things a human brain can do, you know, mm-hmm. until we get, you know, a savant out there that surpasses that. But those are isolated moments. Right. So mm-hmm. like you said, it's it's taking ownership. It's making it yours. It's taking what's already been done and putting your stamp on it, putting your energy on it, your talent, your your twist. And it's original. I mean, at the end of the day. Now, when you get into the music business, that's a little different, but we're not <laughs> talking about that. You're just talking about, you know, in life in general and how you move, but, but yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, opinion. absolutely. I'm still hurt by it, low-key.
0: <laughs> I'd be too, man. That's that's a tough thing to come to grips with, that
1: yeah, somebody
0: man. found the tape that you said could grip burritos. <laughs> it's fucking annoying, Real
1: tough. And they had, they had the the degree for it, too, biomolecular mm-hmm. engineering. Like, I had a gov degree, bro. Ah. Mm -hmm. What's a government degree going Give me the means (laughs) To make some taco tape I should have been a biomolecular engineer
0: Facts bro Facts bro Truly man Well thank you all for tapping in This is the inaugural episode Of Out
1: of Bounds I am the unbiased one And I am C. James Coming to you live from Houston Atlanta TK We love Podcasting (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I that right,
0: yeah. But then. Uh, yeah yes necessary necessary yeah. this is a brand new opportunity for you to hear the unbiased truth from two men that are coming together that love each other truly i, I love what i'm about to do with my brother i know this is going to be incredible and that's why we're striking on this journey
1: for sure for sure you know uh, unbiased and i were talking earlier about how what we're doing on the surface may seem like what everybody else is doing but for those out there that have you know a little bit more thought into you know what they perceive we were we were talking about how we are different because we actually have a brotherhood yeah. you know this isn't just two successful men thinking okay we're both successful separately so let's come together and come up with a product And be successful no this is two guys that actually care about each other to where this is this is natural it doesn't take any this is effortless this Mm -hmm. the the energy it takes for us to communicate and to have thought-provoking conversation is the same as if we were on a couch chilling doing nothing like Mm -hmm. that is the type of bond we have so uh what we're doing is very different because um you know a lot of other podcasts as i was saying earlier um, before you guys, uh, you know, got tuned in, we were talking. I was like, Man, all these all these other pods are really just names put together, mm-hmm. and we're not that. And I don't, as you were saying earlier, I don't really know of any examples. Um, because even the what the Logan and Jake Paul brothers, they don't even pod <laughs> together, <laughs> they don't yeah. even like each other. Nah, you know? <laughs> can't stand each other, yeah, yeah, so.
0: It's important. It's important to have that dynamic. And, you know, when y'all started listening to us, you heard us saying that this really ain't episode one for us. And it's not because we can have those effortless conversations outside of the microphone, but it's because we've come together and curated a show that we know you all would enjoy. Because yeah. we know we can go on for hours and hours on any subject we decide to dive into. Yes. But we're we're almost gonna oversimplify our conversations. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cause... so 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 the internet can deal with it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because we're not we're not saying we're smarter than than everybody, but what we are saying is that we know we're self-aware that our conversations, our basic conversations, quote unquote are not necessarily basic in the full scheme of life. Like, Mm -hmm. we default at, uh, you know, a subterranean underground level. Indeed. Uh, We we default there. So we're trying to, you know, localize our our conversations and our thoughts in a way that everybody can can tune in, can enjoy, can give input. Uh, That's one thing I really want y'all to understand is that this is not... Uh, you know, us talking at you ever, and this isn't just us talking to each other. This is a dialogue that can be as big as you all want it to be. Uh, sure. So we're gonna be encouraging, you know, you to to, uh, to give input in the comments, whether it be positive or negative. You know, of course, try to be respectful. We can't we can't make you be respectful, but we would we would. We would like that because we're going to be respectful to everybody else that's listening and to the comments and all of that. So, I, I, again, I'm excited. I can't
0: wait. Yeah, man. All of us have deep conversations with our friends. We all have these deep conversations. But imagine you and your friend live in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> y'all just y'all just live there whenever y'all have these conversations. These conversations go as deep as deep goes. Yeah. We're bringing it to the beach in front of these microphones for y'all. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We could stay down there. We love being down there. As a matter of fact, that's what brought our brotherhood to become what it was. Because from the moment I met C. James, we understood what we meant. And I understood as I was growing up that you need people like that to run parallel with you. You don't ever need to butt heads for what? Anything he says has merit to me. Yeah. I understand what my brother's trying to say to me because he turns his words into truth and then turns that truth into love. And that's yeah. why I'm so excited for you all to be able to be in these in these uh, moments with us to hear what we have to say to one another.
1: For sure. And for those that are listening that don't know us at all, uh, you know, at that type of level, when we were younger, me and Cam have been collaborating (laughs) for decades, you know, so, so uh, this is, this is really nothing new. We're just putting microphones, you know, on our normal conversations. Um, you know, we've collaborated when it comes to just as, as a friend group, as a friendship, as, uh, a meeting of the minds mm. back when we <laughs> as we were talking about, we had no capital to do the grandiose thoughts we had, but we've always been collaborating. And I think the, the operative word is collaborating, mm. which means neither one of us were trumping the other in what we believed or what we thought. It was always adding to the pot. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, so th- what we encourage for all of you is to add to that pot cuz we don't claim to know everything. Uh we know a lot about a lot. Um I can speak for both of us, we are renaissance men. So there isn't really a topic that we wouldn't have any interest in. Um just to speak for myself, I'm I'm a I'm a Star Wars nerd. You can ask me anything about it. I know it. I'm also, you know, a uh, uh, high operating athlete or at least I was. Still got a little bit in the tank, you, you got, know. You but- got. I still got a little bit. But, yeah, I'm an athlete through and through, played my whole life. You know, I, I'm a movie buff. I love movies. I'm a musician. I rap, but I'm not a rapper. You know, like, I, I write music. I write short stories. I write screenplays. Cam is basically this. He's got the same interests plus more that I can't even speak on. You know, so we're, we're renaissance men. We, we love just we love authentic conversations about anything. Because you can find value in just about anything, you
0: know? Yeah, it's very, very true, man. And I'm glad you said that word, collab, collaboration, because I would argue that some of my best collaborations always had you involved. Truly, man. Like you said, we're more than just friends. You and I have collaborated on school performances together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> collaborated
0: on music together. Yeah. We've collaborated. On meetings together we've yep. collaborated on now a podcast together and some of my best work was in the company of your mind bro with oh, you involved with you being able to express <laughs> Like I said, that truth that you turn into love every single time, bro. Yeah. I have never looked at anything that somebody would say is a critique as a fault against our relationship yeah. ever. I've always been able to stand 10 toes down on what you and I have built, regardless of whether we've talked for months at a yeah. time. So yeah. This is my brother, and I'm riding with him until and, and, and the wheels fall off. And even then, we
1: walking. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we walking. We, we still moving. <laughs> Yeah cuz yeah we've gone we've gone extended times without speaking and it was never because of anything it's just some some friendships have to have constant maintenance and it's honestly true. those are the ones that probably aren't the strongest um you know i i don't i don't talk to my family every single day you know that's i don't and you know cer- certain people need certain things so this isn't a knock on people that do talk to their family or their friends every single day. But the way I operate, the way Cam operates, we don't ever have to question where we stand. You know, Mm -hmm. we know what it is. There doesn't have to be constant maintenance. Um, You know, and then when we do get together, because the last time I saw you physically was what, three years ago, two years ago, two years ago. Yeah, Yeah. Like it's been a minute. And every time the potency of that meetup is always next level, you know, um, and, and that's just what it is. So we're just, we're, we're effortlessly trying to deliver the, the top quality conversations that we always give, but we're trying to give it in a format that everybody can be included and be involved. And, you know, I can't say it enough. Please plug into the comments because we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We are, we talk to each other regardless. y'all y'all are not the key to us communicating so we're obviously doing this for a reason and that's really to just grow uh you know this dialogue and whatever we're talking about and uh as our as our name suggests nothing is out of bounds Mm -hmm. and if we don't know we're gonna figure it out Mm -hmm. you know so
0: this is that's the point of having conversations is being able to revisit things that we're discovering together you yeah. might hear us talk about something the first week and be ill-informed. You might know more about it than we do. Why are you hearing mm-hmm. us talk about it? Like, listen, these idiots. Yeah. Well, as we grow, so will the conversation and our knowledge around what we brought to you all to speak about. I might not know it all the first time. That's because I don't cover breaking news. All yeah. right? But what I will do is, as stories grow and develop, if it seems like it's beneficial for us, why not talk about it with y'all? Why not introduce it to the community to see what y'all think about it? Like C. James said, me and him already have conversations. We already bring things to each other's attentions that would help us grow and could be like life lessons to share with other people. That's essentially what we're trying to do here. Yo, whatever we see is an opportunity for you to really learn something. Why not chop this shit up, bro? Why not bring it to each other and be like, hey, bro, I noticed this about that. How do you feel? It's Mm -hmm. very rare that you hear two men that really truly respect and love one another get the chance to openly talk about how we feel to one another. Yeah, Yeah. we'll talk private. Yeah, I can go over to bro's house and we could kick it all night and have conversations. But I need you all to know you can be brave and stand in your own square. And speak your peace and not be ashamed about where you are when you say what you need to say. You may need to check your attitude, but overall, I want you to be articulate and I want you to be able to be courageous enough to be who you are out loud. And that's what this is. These are moments for us to be who we are. Hopefully unbiased, so you don't think that we're too far leaning on either side. You interpret it
1: how you want to interpret it. For sure, for sure. And I think I think the way you ended um, you know, that that statement perfectly segues into our first uh, segment. So yeah. uh, just for all of y'all listening, you know we, we're we going to have rotating segments. So you might get it. One episode, you might get some segments, and then another episode, you'll be like, wait, they, that's a new one. It's going to happen mm-hmm. because we have a lot that we could cover. So we're going to keep it fresh always, every mm-hmm. week, or whenever you hear us um, so that it's not stale. You, you don't you can't predict us. We're unpredictable. Um, so the first segment is our what's happening, brother segment. So yes. it, this, this could be anything like us talking about how we feel, something new that's going on in life, whatever it may be. It's just what's happening, brother. What's new with you? So go ahead. can pop it out. What's happening, brother?
0: Hey man, life's incredible. What's yeah. happening right now is we are ending a powerful year, man. We are yeah. headed into 2024. If you're hearing this, more than likely you are in 2024. Well and I'm so glad to be just closing out the year, man, counting my blessings, you know, checking the stock of everything, seeing what needs to improve, seeing what I've yeah. lost. Kind of taking inventory, bro. And I'm so proud of what I've been building, man. I've been really, really happy with what's been growing in my garden. I can't complain.
1: I love that. I love that. Speaking on the new year, do you believe in New Year's resolutions?
0: I believe that they help people that are unmotivated in their everyday life. But as far as people like us... I don't believe in them for people like us, bro.
1: Yeah. It's an excuse
0: for people like us.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, And again, there's nothing wrong with them. If you're a self-motivated person, there is everything wrong with them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I've always been the type, why are you waiting on the top of the year? The top of the year means nothing (laughs) to to what you're doing (laughs) in your day-to-day life. It's just an excuse to wait. Uh, You know, I'll I'll handle that first of the year. Mm-hmm. The only thing the first of the year matters in is the is is in business. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. It's broken up into quarters. The first of the year is only significant if you're a business owner. That's it. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, again, if you're not self-motivated and you need a time stamp to get your motor rolling, do what you have to do. But for people like us, I agree. It's it's an excuse um, to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Uh, because why are you waiting on handling the, the first of the year, could, you could be saying I'll handle that next year on my New Year's resolution and it's June like bro yeah, what? <laughs> that's, that's, that's cornball behavior <laughs> that's cornball bro. just go ahead and do it mm-hmm. and then you could be six months out of the way you know, ahead of schedule but you wait until January 1 because it's just number one it's 1-1 no, please don't do that folks
0: yeah, you're blocking your blessing for yeah. somebody like myself or or even C. James. If you're anything like us, if you identify with something that we're speaking on, then you know for a fact that that's just procrastination at its finest. Yeah, uh, that's and be real with
1: yourself. It, it, help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be real with yourself and acknowledge it is procrastination and it's not beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, for the people that aren't self drivers and self motivators, because not everyone is like that, and that's okay. Because due to my background, that's the reason why I'm a self-motivated and self-starter. Yeah. I am a self motivator and self starter i do not think anybody really defaults in that way. It's kind of like they're conditioned to be that way, yeah. uh, based on your life, your upbringing, your circumstance. So if you didn't, if you weren't fortunate enough to have an environment that that was a catalyst for self-starting, then do what you have to do. If if you feel like okay, I can build enough motivation and energy to start the brand new year fresh and to do something totally new then do what you have to do but if you're a self-starter why wait what are you doing because life gets shorter and shorter as time goes on i'm just saying
0: yeah yeah the older we get man these like this year it it literally flew man i lived Paycheck to paycheck when it came to how I noticed <laughs> the, the months going by. Yeah. So every month really felt like four weeks. And four weeks, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, a month is four weeks anyway. But literally, yo, those weeks when you do paycheck fly. to paycheck shit, fly. fly. Literally. Fly. If you get yeah. paid this week, I don't care about this week. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. so it, and, a, and that brings me to another point, something that I've, I've lived by for a while. But, uh, you know, you, you hear this a lot at work. It's like, man, can't wait till the weekend. Ah, mm. uh, it's Monday. Why in the world are you letting a day defeat you? Like, okay, it's Monday, and yesterday was Sunday. Like, yes. <laughs> another let, excuse. <laughs> yeah, another excuse to like look down on your week. And honestly, your bad attitude is going to make your week line up with what you predicted. You predicted that your week was going to be bad, and you're probably going to be right. Uh, because you went into it with that energy, like you live for the weekend, right? So you're only living for two days of seven. Do the math. Yeah. Do the math. It's, it's just not very healthy to the psyche or to your, to your state of living. It's just not. Um, so treat every day as if you can get something great accomplished. Even if that one thing is, is minimal in the grand scope of things. But mm-hmm. to you, make it important.
0: Right, man. I always I always joke with people and say, I, I never have an off day. Yeah. Never have an off day. Not even in my mentality. Mm-hmm. Not even in my mood. I'm always going to wake up with a set mood. I do my best to. I try to reach that neutral zone before I go to bed. And when I wake up in the morning, before I reach for any technology, I try to get back to that neutral zone to start my day. If yeah. I can work from that neutral zone, then the day is going to be how I make it. After uh, I got out of bed, that's kind of how I do it. I don't always, I'm not always successful, you know. But I'm not going to blame Monday for the reason why exactly. I had exactly successful day. You
1: I'm going to say, an hey, inanimate idea,
0: yeah. Like I'm going <laughs> to say, hey, these these steps I took, they really bred these results. Yeah. It's just taking a little bit of accountability for the ideas and the thoughts that you provide to each day. Mm-hmm. Monday does not have to be manic. You don't need to turn the club up on Tuesday. No. You don't need to hump every Wednesday. <laughs> you ain't got to be thirsty every Thursday. And you ain't got to get fried every Friday to make it to Saturday and Sunday, yo. You can make these days what you want them because I'm going to have a great day on every day that ends with Y, regardless of what regardless. around. Me. Regardless, yeah. I love
1: that. I love that. But I, I just had to ask, bro, because I'm, I'm kind of like... Ebenezer Scrooge on just about anything traditional, okay. and like New Year's resolutions, I'm like, eh. I don't judge people for having them because mm-hmm. I do think it's great to have goals. It's just the uh, the format I'm not a fan of. I don't yeah. think the format is optimal, um, and I'm kind of robotic in the way I think in a lot of things. That's actually why I got broken up with a lot growing up. <laughs> so so I learned later on in life. I was so robotic. Uh, it was very cut and dry, very black and white. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm I'm gray now, but I, mm. I'm grayer, one <laughs> percent better every day. Yeah, one huh? percent better every day. You know, just yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Okay, so What's happened uh,
0: with you, my brother, what man, you been doing?
1: I got something to share. It's kind of funny. I I'm proud of myself though uh, that I didn't blow up because this this scenario that I was going I'm about to tell you about. In the past and by past, I mean, probably last year, I would have I would have turned it into more than what it was. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Christmas uh, was yesterday. So for all of you thinking minds, that means today is December 26th. Uh, (laughs) So, um, you know, uh, my four year old is uh, he's very inquisitive, very curious, very, very smart, very, very smart. And the past month has been a culmination of dialogues about Christmas and mainly about Santa. And just to give you all a background of my viewpoint on Christmas. Yes. I was never really brought up celebrating Christmas and it's because, and this this is for a whole nother conversation, but I'll just throw this snippet in there so y'all can do some research. But Jesus was not born on December twenty fifth. He just wasn't. <laughs> and it, I wish y'all could see us, cause Cam's face is like, <laughs> he went there. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy too. Like you know me, <laughs> um, in the water. Let's do it. <laughs> it's it's almost an irrefutable fact. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. Almost. He wasn't. It it was not. That, yeah, it just wasn't. Um, I'm not going to go into the reason why it celebrated on December 25th. That would be a whole nother pod that we touch on that. And also, I want to put out that my viewpoint is not a conspiracy theory. Uh, it is it is proven by, you know, just a little bit below the surface research. Um, and there are plenty of, and I'm not a theologian by any means, but there are plenty of non-theologians that confirm that December 25th is is a placeholder day uh, mm-hmm. for other things. But anyways, my family has never traditionally celebrated Christmas. Christmas trees weren't really a thing. Santa wasn't a thing because it's fake, right? Santa is fake. He, we can all agree on that. Uh, so my son has been asking a lot about Santa. And he's asking questions implying that he think Santa's a living, breathing thing. Huh. And, yeah. A theory. And um, a lot of it is perpetuated by the school systems because they have Santa visit the school and everybody sees Santa. So I can't really, I can't fault him. He's four years old, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's been asking about Santa a lot. And I, I just, I boldly tell him, like, well, Santa's not real, buddy. And I don't, I don't mince words. I don't like, well, Santa is, no, I don't. I say Santa is not real. And he's like, well, yes, he is. And I'll say, no, he's not real. Like, I don't budge at all. Yeah. Um, and we'll have conversations and he'll be like, well, I saw Santa. I said, well, okay, you have a Spider-Man costume that you wear a lot at the house, right? He said, yeah. I said, okay. You put that Spider-Man costume on, but are you Spider-Man? And he's like, no. I said, okay, you're Ezra. You're Ezra in a Spider-Man costume, right? He's like, yeah. I said, okay. Well, that Santa you saw in the gym, that's another, that's a man like daddy that is wearing a Santa costume, but it's not Santa. And he said, well, I saw, I saw a movie, a Santa movie, and it told me about Santa. I was like, okay, you watch Spider-Man on TV, right? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Is Spider-Man real? No? Okay, yeah. Santa is not real either. It's it's Mm make-believe. So, fast forward. This is over weeks. Fast forward to yesterday, or rewind to yesterday, whatever you want to say. And um, I'm about to pick him up from his mom's house. And I'm trying to get a time. And I said, hey, are y'all done with, you know, your Christmas stuff at your parents? Mm -hmm. And she says no. And then the second text is... And thank you for telling our son that Santa isn't real. Just what a four year old needs to hear on Christmas. So the old me would have immediately gone to 10. Yes, indeed. I already know. (laughs) I stayed real chill. I actually chuckled. I was like, oh, okay." And I was like, well, what are you talking about? I wanted to hear how he conveyed it to her. Yeah. And I'm going to read you the text. And she.
0: <laughs> oh, I love bro, I love when you in your bag, man, because because I, I know how important it is for your child to understand this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she said I said, we've never done Santa. She said, well, I do Santa. And mind you. So, I, you know, you know me. I'm all mm-hmm. about conversation and communication. So these are things that we've discussed. Over the years, like of course, yeah, we've already touched on this. She already knew where my head was at. Like, there's not anything major that concerns our son that we haven't already discussed. Yeah, like, we are. We know where each other stands. So, the fact that she was acting like she had no clue was it was odd to me. So I had to remind her. So, and I wasn't mean at all, bro. I'm about to read it to you word for word. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, "I do, Santa." Though I said. I didn't know, said he kept telling me he was real. And I said, OK, because eventually he kept saying, well, no, Santa is real. My mommy uh, said Santa's come. I said, OK, Ezra, got you, because, you know, when you you can have that conversation when you can't. And sometimes you have to hit little nuggets periodically rather than having a full mind change all at once. Yep. So, And he's a four year old. You know, it's very hard for them to. To understand, like... And, and digest that, too. Yeah. Because they are
0: being force-fed so much other shit.
1: Exactly.
0: So... That's like eating was, your vegetables with a really hearty meal. You know, like, oh, yeah
1: vegetables right now. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, I was cognizant enough to know, okay, there's a time and place to to argue, or not argue, but instruct. And this isn't it. So, he kept saying, well, say, I was like, okay. All I would say is, okay, Ezra, that's fine. Okay. And then... She said, he's telling all the other kids, my dad said Santa isn't real and y'all's moms are wrong. (laughs) 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 So the other kids she's referring to are her nieces and (sighs) Uh, people. That morning, it had just happened when I texted her. So that morning, he was around like four or five of his cousins and all of her family. And he just straight up said, I guess somebody referenced Santa. He said... Oh, no, my dad's just saying it ain't real. And all y'all's moms are wrong. And <laughs> he took what I said, but, like, made it a lot more deliberate. Because that's not exactly what I said. Right. That's, not, that's, not, that's, a, that's a gross misquote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I sent back, LOL. All of a sudden, he believes me? Question mark? Because the last yeah. time, the last time we discussed, Ooh. he was excited about Santa. And we, we didn't touch on it anymore. So I said, he's been telling me all week he saw Santa and I was just replying. Okay, because I didn't want to argue with him. <laughs> then I said, as of yesterday, he was excited about seeing Santa. So this isn't anything I've been coaching him on. I said, also, Santa isn't real. So he's not wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said I said, I'm just not into telling him to believe in something that's fake. So that's the the end of our text conversation. So then, right after that, I said, "Is eleven cool?" Because I'm wanting to go pick him up. Yeah. And, uh, she she wouldn't answer me, so I had to call her. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, I don't know if you saw my text, my last text, but it's eleven o'clock late enough for y'all to get your stuff done?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool." And I said, "Hey, what exactly did he say?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What I texted you?" I said, "Well." Our conversation was not like that. I said, yeah, I did tell. And I, I stood on it. I said, I told him Santa wasn't real. But I didn't tell him that everybody's wrong. I didn't make it about everybody. I just said, look, Santa's not real. And that's what it is. And then I was on speakerphone and her mom chimed in. And I didn't really appreciate that. Because at the end of the day, this isn't your kid. So right. like, don't, don't talk in... And this is a whole nother conversation, but I don't really respect her viewpoint on raising children herself. Right. So, she, yeah. So, like, don't don't talk to me about my yeah. kid. Yeah, it's your grandson. But at the end of the day, he's mine. So I was basically like, okay, so I feel like I'm being, and I, bro, I was so calm. You would have been proud. I said, I feel like I'm being ganged up on for telling my son the truth. Yeah, that's And I said, which doesn't really compute with me. I said, it'd be different if it was a doctrine that is rooted in evidence. Yeah. And I'm telling him it's wrong. You know, like it'd it'd be different if I was telling him, you know, like if we're talking about God or this X, Y, Z. that Yeah, we have to have a more uniform front on that. But Mm -hmm. we're talking about something that is deliberately fake. That you all are going out of your way to indoctrinate our child into believing. It doesn't make sense. In my head, it doesn't make sense to tell. Like, here's the deal. Did he default believing in Santa? Mm. Oh, you went Mm. out of your way to put this in his head just to tell him later on, yo, that actually isn't true. That was just for fun. Mm. What is that? What? That doesn't make sense to me. To tell you a faced lie for years of your life, just to turn around and say, hey, that was just for fun and games. There are other ways to have fun than to tell right. to believe something that is not real.
0: Yeah, man. That is so true. So I'm was, glad you stood on that, too, because you don't want him to play that Santa game. No, Why continue to play the game when you could actually attribute that to your parents' effort in getting you what you want? And that's yeah. every single day of the year, not exactly. just this day.
1: Exactly. So I was like, I feel like he'd be more appreciative of the things he had if he knew they came from a real place. Right. But instead, y'all are upset or embarrassed. That's a personal problem for y'all. Has nothing to do with me or him. Y'all are embarrassed because I'm the quote unquote black sheep (laughs) that, that is telling him something contrary to what these kids know, but it's the truth. It's just against the whole system, and that's why you're coming at me. So yeah. I told them about themselves. It was like, y'all are mad at me because y'all are lying, and I'm telling the truth. And here's the great thing about it. You can't refute it. Santa's fake. Right. <laughs> so right. Yeah, they got quiet. And the last thing I heard was, okay, well, yeah, Eleven's um, cool. Because I made them think. Yeah. I broke it down for them.
2: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I'm so, glad that you did the, the, you went the same route. With your son, you gave him reference points to look at and be like, hey, like, buddy, this ain't me just telling you something that's not rooted in evidence. Here's the evidence. And here's how you partake in that game every single day with Spider-Man, your favorite character. It's a character. You saw Santa on TV. You saw him in a movie because Santa's a TV star. Santa's also a movie star. One of the biggest movie stars in the world. There's a lot of movies about Santa. So, of course, you can see people dress up as Santa. It's make-believe. It's a game that for, for years people play with their children only for the children to find out once they get out of that adolescent stage that all of the things that were given to them weren't given to them by a stranger it was their parents working hard every single day but specifically on this time of the year to get you something that you truly wanted something that you asked for and you got even things that you really didn't want that they got to you anyway you know what i'm saying It's an opportunity for you to be able to actually say, hey, no, this isn't given to you by a stranger. You need to know from the jump that me and your mother work hard to provide a certain type of lifestyle for you. And this is the moment where you can ask of something from us that we will provide you for the joy of mankind. And also let them know more about the winter solstice. And also show them how there's so many other traditions that we do that are based on things and rituals that we don't truly understand. Yeah. When you believe in things you don't understand, you're gonna (laughs) suffer. And your child suffers that ego death, that almost humiliating feeling of believing in something that's not real. So now you gotta start telling them about the tooth fair. Then they gotta think about you lying about the Easter bunny. Then all these lies pile up to where they can't trust what their parents are telling them in the future because you lied to me about something that was so simple. You could have just kept Real with me. Okay, so there's no bunny laying eggs around the world that I can go pick candy out of? Like, no, keep it real with your child and keep it real as soon as possible. Now, the Mm. way Easy E went about, you know, notifying the world that they were hypocrites was wasn't the best route. But hey, big up to my guy for not being lied to.
1: You know what I'm saying? Real talk. And you know, it made me proud because again, he's four years old, his mental capacity is not very large. Mm. But I do like that he was bold enough to, to let everybody know, like, hey, my dad said Santa <laughs> ain't real, and y'all's moms are wrong. <laughs> and at the end of the day, yeah, that is what I said. Yeah. Not, not in that way. Yeah. It was a gross I, misquote, but you yeah, did it. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I want him to always be that bold mm-hmm. and truly, like, state what he believes yeah. in a clear, concise way.
0: And I, ne- I hope that next time he stands on it for himself. And even though he learned it from you, like you yeah. said, about that original idea, he owns that idea and interprets it his way. Yeah. So it ain't what my dad said.
1: I'm telling y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what's happening over here, man. Just just making waves in my child's perspective one day at a time. Uh, yeah. th- that's all parenting is, is making little waves that crash against the, the beachhead. Just, you know, every day. Just throwing another wave out there. Throwing it because you can't give them a tsunami. Cause what happens with tsunamis? Destruction. Oh yeah. You know, but but simple waves, you know, that does no harm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No
1: harm. So yeah, that's what I'm just trying to do every day. And it just happened to be Santa this past month or two. So.
0: And, and that was a direct example of a simple wave. Cause you even said it in in your speech about that was that, yo, I was just telling them this amount, because I know he can digest about this yeah. amount. You know, yeah. if if you would have been like, "Nah," and just destroyed his whole stuff, that would have been a tsunami of information yeah. that he just wouldn't have been able to grasp.
2: Yeah. Based and on everything that's are... already
0: been fed, he just can't do it. But those little yeah. waves, a uh, Christmas after Christmas, he's going to be like, "Yeah, I remember that Christmas where I had to tell them yeah. about themselves." And the yeah. more you can just kind of chisel away at that yeah. callus, you know, you can definitely get something really really truly beautiful.
1: Yeah, Nikki is chiseling cuz Cause if you give somebody the full scope, that's why I didn't even. That's why I didn't divulge everything about the Christmas Day and all yeah. of that. Because giving you the full scope, you're more likely to reject it because you're scared of your your perception of reality being changed, or everything you know is a you know everything I know is a lie. Like yeah, that's scary, man. Hella scary, bro. That's scary. So you know I wasn't trying to do that to him because I understand how the human brain works to that extent. Uh, nobody wants their the world flipped upside down. No one, not even a four year old. So, um, yeah, I implore you all to to research that though, research the 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 validity of December twenty fifth, and you'll yeah. find some interesting things. That's all I'll say. We'll talk on that on another another episode, <laughs> as we should, man.
0: I think we should go on to to our next segment that I know yeah. people are going to be able to relate with us on. Yeah, it's called. As the world scrolls. Yeah. Now, I, I I cannot tell a lie. I'm still on these social media apps, and I be scrolling. I uh-huh. wish that there was some type of, like, scroll counter that'll let me know how many miles I've scrolled in life. <laughs>
1: that made me spit out my
0: tea, bro. like, <laughs> as much as I've scrolled on any screen, I bet I have ran a thousand miles or more. By just scrolling and seeing things. There's a lot that you're going to see on these algorithms, but there are going to be a lot of things that stand out to you that you feel the need to bring off of the internet
2: into your homes.
0: And, you know, as I'm scrolling, I see a lot of stuff in the comment section. So in this segment, you might actually hear us read your comment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's why we want you to comment because you Mm. will be referenced and Mm. and you can't put anonymous. It's going to be by name. Yeah, so and so said.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna let you own it. You said it. You said it. And of course, you could always come on the platform and speak to us.
1: You know, we'll definitely be inviting some some viewers to actually join us on the pod for not the entire episode, but you know, for a small portion, uh, just to share their viewpoint on whatever it may be. Maybe to educate us. Maybe to contradict us. In whatever form or fashion you would like to be represented. We're open to it Uh, just as long as you're respectful um, and and just as long as you're understanding that we may ask you some hard questions that you may not be prepared for. But it's all about sharpening iron, sharpening iron. So if you want to be better, you know, you you experience different things with different people that you don't necessarily have a way to predict how they're going to act. So, yeah, we encourage you to. Hit those comments up. But As the World Scrolls is is probably going to be my favorite segment. But, Ken, yeah. what, what have you been seeing? What you been scrolling on, bro? What you been seeing?
0: Well, you know, people that are on Instagram and Meta, they know that I blew the dust. Uh, I those the- accounts. And I've been posting. And I've been coming. And I've been looking and hearing what y'all been saying. And the main thing I'm going to point out in this Segment today is the backlash I've gotten from not releasing another episode of the Unbiased Truth podcast. <laughs> Damn, y'all! I know that y'all were used to me posting. Every month or every few weeks, something involving the unbiased truth on all of these platforms out here. I still embody the unbiased truth, but I am no longer going to go by Cameron A. Sharp. That moniker did what it did. I'm proud of the legacy that I have laid for the unbiased truth podcast. Over 160 episodes, over 15,000 downloads, yeah, we did our thing. That's success. Yeah, I'm just trying to move in a different direction now when I'm in front of the microphone. Will I still speak my unbiased truth? Of course, but not as Cameron A. Sharp as the unbiased one, as the unbiased truth. I want to be able to embody the ism and show you all how to truly do it the way I always have been showing y'all for all of those episodes. The only reason I chose the name Cameron A. Sharp is because Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp were on two different networks. And I always had this idea that was stolen from me. Yeah. Those two dudes had a show. It would be the most groundbreaking sports show on the network and guess what ESPN did the very day I dropped the season finale of my last season they announced that Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp We're going to be on the same show on the biggest sports network in the world. Now on first take, you can hear Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith debate the thing I always wanted to hear in the first place. So I'm cool. (laughs) My thoughts became a thing. And I decided after listening back to that final episode that. It was a perfect way to end off the Unbiased Truth Podcast. Yeah. What more could I say? What more could I do? This ain't see, but I'm trying to figure out the truth. <laughs> you know? I really wanted to leave a mark on the podcast industry when I started podcasting as Cameron A Sharp. Almost five and a half years went into building the Unbiased Truth Podcast. It was not easy. This is before the podcast boom of 2020, you know, these people that are doing this now don't have true tenure in the game. They don't really understand what it means to get in front of these microphones and represent your platform in an unbiased way. We will show you what it looks like to develop a show that incorporates everything that people want to hear, but they can't express. I love what I did over there. I'm going to keep scrolling to hear y'all troll me about not dropping another episode. But I want y'all to know that we're moving past that. And now we're getting out of bounds with C. James. So if you ever wonder whether or not I'm going to drop another episode, whether you're going to hear Cameron A. Sharp on the microphone again, it ain't happening. It's over with. Let me rest in (laughs) peace. And rise like a phoenix as the unbiased one. You better read. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whew, that was a That's lot, man. True. They've been on me, bro. They've been <laughs> on you. Really? Well, hey, that that speaks to your presence, though. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, even if here's the thing, even if it's hate, yeah, that speaks to your presence. It's like, well, the things you don't care about at all are the things you disregard. Okay. You don't go out of your way to 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 start discussion on stuff you truly don't care about. So even if you hating, you care a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I got your attention.
0: Let me hit you side of the head with this unbiased truth. You Real
1: talk. So yeah, I love that man. And and out of bounds is you know you you still you still gonna get the unbiased one in yes. an unbiased way. It's just gonna be you know a little different different look on it. Uh, we got we got some new things cooking over here. Um, you know, I'm I'm semi new to the podcast game, if if you consider podcasting being just on a mic. But I've been podcasting my whole life, True. Uh, so this ain't nothing new to me as far as speaking on content, things of that nature, being entertaining. This is this is old news. Just happen to have a mic on that's recording. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I've switched I've switched seats. I went from producing a podcast to co hosting. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's cool. It's cool. But as the world scroll, man, I'm telling you, this is gonna be my favorite one. Um, so uh, I guess what? See, I'm not on those apps
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, now. I did recently re-download one of them, Meta, uh, because I had to help promote my boy's video that I that I directed and and edited and filmed. Uh- so I had to get on there and give him some backup. He's like, "Hey, bro, you got." You got to re-download it just for the video, man. <laughs> redownload, it, share my stuff, bro. Like, share it. It's yours, too. I'm like, you know what, bro? I got you. So I re-downloaded it, shared the video. Uh, for those listening, if you like Christmas music, me personally, I don't like Christmas music. I don't. But, I, you know, I have a very I very- wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, I've never been a fan. There are some songs that are dope. mm there are some songs, but they're not but Christmas music ain't real. It's fake. <laughs> it's fake. That ain't a real instrument. <laughs> no, Jingle bells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know my good friend he he's an artist and he's reinvigorating his career. So what better way than to to do that than to uh, make a thematic song. So Christmas was coming up. He said, you know what? Let me go ahead and drop a Christmas joint to kind of be the inaugural Re-establishment uh, of myself in the music game. So we filmed a video, shot a video, uh, my first music video I've ever directed. Um, directed commercials, you know, uh, things of that nature, but never a music video. But it was great. Um, so check it out, Christmas Dreams. Shout out to my boy Sebring Smith. You can find it on all streaming platforms uh, and find the video on YouTube. Uh, but that's just a shameless plug <laughs> for mm-hmm. for. For, I guess, myself and Sebron. But yeah. um, one thing that I've been, been uh, really tuned in on um, is the Jonathan Majors fiasco, if yeah. you could call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will tell you is I'm not well-versed in everything about the case. I'll put that disclaimer out before I ever say anything else. I That's thought- why we're talking about it. That's why we're <laughs> talking about it. I don't know everything, but what I do know, some of the things don't make sense to me. So maybe y'all in the comments, because I'm not going to re-download something or download an app to figure this out. I'm not. Yeah. Also, I'm not really big into news sources because at the end of the day, they're all painting a narrative that may not be authentic. They're all owned by the same people. If you go, uh, the the... This is not conspiracy. This is just truth. You just research the owner of this news uh, station, and then you keep researching all the different ones, and you'll see it's the same names behind ones that are on diametrically opposed viewpoints. It's mm-hmm. all the same thing.
0: So you rely on independent research, and this is yes. just us helping you build your independent research portfolio.
1: Exactly. Thank you. For, Got you, bro. Thank you for dictating for me. Mm hmm. Yes, that's what it is. so what I do know about the situation is that Jonathan Majors was very, very um enthusiastic and very 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 hopeful to get the trial going immediately. Hmm. I remember him making statements near the beginning that he couldn't wait to go to trial, and then we come to last week or two weeks ago, however long it was for the verdict to drop. And he was found guilty on two or four charges. Mm-hmm. So my question is, because this is just my rational brain, because I don't know if he did it or not. I don't know. I'm not here to speak on what I believe he did. What yeah. I'm here to speak on is the, what has been presented doesn't make sense to me. So maybe y'all can make it make sense. He was so excited and enthused to get to trial. That was one of the statements he made. His, his counsel was also very adamant on getting to trial immediately. Like they couldn't wait because they knew he was innocent. But then he gets found guilty on account of, I think it was assault and harassment. And then the, the, the bomb was dropped on the videos being released where he's running out of the, the the Uber or whatever it was, and she's chasing him. And that was supposed to be, like, some groundbreaking evidence. But I, all I see is a man trying to get away from a woman. Mm-hmm. And him sprinting at a 4.340 speed away from this white woman. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't... I It just doesn't seem right to me. Like... Not right. It doesn't, it's not clear to me Yeah, what they found to make him guilty. Also, this is kind of like a follow-up. Also, I look at all of these different cases of famous people, and it strikes me odd that Jonathan Majors, who is just now becoming a heavy hitter in recent years in the scene he was so quickly, quickly, um, they, they said he was guilty from the jump. They, this mm-hmm. is that innocent till proven guilty world. It's just not. No. Nah. It, it's not. No matter what it is, it's not. So it was always, oh, he's horrible. He did this, that, and the other from the very beginning. But then you have an even bigger case that nobody's talking about with P. Diddy. Yeah, whatever his name is now, Love, or he changes. Yeah, brother Love. Yeah. (laughs) Then you have P Diddy, who's been accused by multiple people. All of a sudden, I don't know why he did something, or maybe he didn't, but he's accused of all these things, and then all it takes is a check written, and it just gets dropped. That doesn't make sense, and it's a it's a higher profile case, and. The accusations are higher profile and worse <laughs> than the Jonathan Majors case. But all eyes were put on to that case instead of Brother Love's. hmm It does not make sense to me. So make it make sense. You know,
0: when you settle lawsuits like Brother Love did
1: is, is that you should've anything? done
0: it sooner. Should've yeah. done it sooner. Yeah. But um, when you set a lawsuit like Brother Love did, and you have millions upon millions of dollars to control that news circuit that we were just discussing, oh, it's easy to get shit like that swept under the rug. You can actually pay millions upon millions of dollars to be removed from certain lists that come out with names of people that like to go yeah. to islands. Yeah. So it's all—it's <laughs> all got a price yeah, and a—it's it's got a price tag on it.
1: I know yeah. you too, because you're in the Illuminati, so you, you know. But yeah. I guess my question isn't how they get away with it or how this can occur. My question is, how come the masses aren't questioning that? I'll tell you why the masses aren't. And you can even go further back to last year with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was innocent from the very beginning. He yeah. was actually the victim. And he still gets treated as if he was guilty, mm-hmm. even though it was, it was irrefutable proof that Amber Heard was the, was the maniacal evil person. And he still is treated as evil and guilty. And it's been proven in court undoubtedly that he's not. Make it make sense. Why aren't people asking these questions?
0: Because the masses, 85%, truly don't invest in anything. They just regurgitate headlines. Whichever headline sounds nice or makes them feel good, that's yeah. what they'll go by. They might even read the first few uh, captions that they see around the picture that they saw
2: yeah. on their
0: favorite website. But they don't necessarily care to invest in doing independent research because they're all struggling to just get by, bruh. Yeah, The average person looks at all of this information as an opportunity for them to escape. From the life that they truly are bored with. Or yeah. they're truly struggling with currently. That's the only reason so many people spend so much time on those apps. They're trying to escape from whatever they're doing currently. I mean, I've yeah. meetings. And these be important-ass meetings. And these kids can't stay off their fucking phones, bro. It's like, where's your attention span? And if you had the ability to actually digest the information that you're being force-fed, you would be able to ask these simple questions. Why is this like this? Why do y'all care about this when this is obviously more important? Why is all this regarding a certain type of person every single time we get these news? It's yeah. fucking frustrating, bro, for real. But I tell you something, bro. Jonathan Major's made some mistakes, bro. Yeah,
2: tell he me about
0: fucking it. Fucking mistakes, and I need you to know if I'm tripping when I make these observations, bro. Okay. But you got this skin, it's just certain shit you cannot do. You can't do it. You can't.
1: Not, can't.
0: When you, not when you fucking with that court system, bro. All right, like, cool. You can do certain shit when you're a free man and might nobody might see that shit. But when you go on the court, hell no, Jonathan Majors. You should have had somebody like the unbiased one to tell you, Brody, this ain't a good look, my guy. They about to nail you to the cost, bro. Brody, Okay, we're dealing with a guy that made some very crucial mistakes. Number one, he should have been so goddamn optimistic. Okay, <laughs> if the justice system <laughs> gets an opportunity to cross somebody with this skin out, it's, it's they will a wrap. It. yeah.
2: They
0: do that's not even a white woman, she from overseas. Yeah, she don't really even count, but she right. fits the description in this system,
2: yeah.
0: She fits the description in the system. So when you go to cult, dressed like a Black Panther, that's the second mistake that you made. These courtroom fits that Jonathan Majors was showing up in. Oh, he was flexing? Bro, it wasn't even like he was flexing, bro. Certain times he looked like he didn't even really plan out the fit. Other times he's showing up looking like Black Fabio. Oh. and it doesn't correlate bro if you want to be free if you want to fly under the radar if you want them to not even realize you were even in the courtroom do you need to do things that are much more cordial than what the hell you were showing up and doing yeah what you got bro
1: let me give a sidebar before you get your third point all black men out there if you ever appear in court your attire should be a full suit that is either black gray navy or tan. Yes, sir. All the same color. Do not wear different pants. Because you might mess up. And then if you go in there looking like a fool, they're, they're going to be more. Oh, my gosh. He wore that. I just showed, bro, a picture of one of the outfits he wore. This is so, black.
0: And it so, shows how
1: ain't looking like you want to be free. You no. Know, he looked like he got a blade jacket on. Blade trench coat with big old buttons. Yeah, you you gotta go in there like like you like it's a business meeting. Like you gotta go in there with a uniform suit on, with a a tie, the buttons all the way up. You know, like you gotta look presentable because at the end of the day, and and let's just call it what it is. Because I'm you know I'm the last person to to pull the race card on things. He don't want to be free. He don't want to be free. But yeah, like you you have to unfortunately as a black man, and again, I hate pulling the race car. I'm a multiracial person. People wouldn't know that. But my dad is mixed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um I I have family members that look white and you never know that they had a quarter black in them. I'm a quarter white. Mm-hmm. According a quarter to the pun- white. A quarter white <laughs> according to the Punnett Square that we all learned about mm-hmm. um, in biology, I'm a quarter white and mm-hmm. You have to understand that, unfortunately, there are certain systems that see you a certain way, depending on how, uh, what color your skin is. Point blank, period. It's yep. it's the way it is. It's just the way it is. Not saying everybody's racist. Not saying everybody's against black people. But even people that aren't racist have prejudices. And that's what most people are. They're and just prejudices. They're man. just prejudice. Yeah. You. I have nothing against black people. And that may be 100% true, but you have things that are ingrained in you of the way you perceive black people that may be inaccurate. Yeah. That's called a prejudice.
0: And it causes you to prejudge <laughs> Pre-jud- them.
1: Yes, exactly. Without being able to hear what's truly yeah. going on with them. So Jonathan Major's going into the courtroom. You've already s- supposedly struck a white woman. Mm-hmm. You have to look like the epitome of of civility, yeah. You have to go in there. I'm talking. I would have wore black every cent- a black suit with a striped tie every day.
0: Yep, all black everything, bro.
1: I'm not letting my collar open. I'm wearing a tie every day, looking presentable, standing straight up, not looking like I don't want to be there. Of course, nobody wants to be in court. Yeah, but you have to look like you're standing on what you believe in. And not just like, man, this is a waste of my time. Because here's the deal. You ever disrespect a judge's courtroom, it's over Even yep. if you're innocent, it is 1,000% over with. It's always going to be. Because at the end of the day, that's their kingdom. And judges are very temperamental when it comes to respecting their space. They want, Their job is boring for the most part. They want something to fire them. They want you to charge them up. So there yeah. was just like Michael Jordan on the court. He would make up things. <laughs> so he would turn up on the court. He would he would claim that people said stuff to him. And then later on, years later, he'd be like, oh, yeah, they never said that. <laughs> Don't judge. The judges are Michael Jordan. Do not give them a reason to target you because of yep.
0: Go out for your You third better point. fucking believe it, bro. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought that, man. I'm so glad you brought that because it's hella important, man. Perception is everything. It's it everything. truly is. And that's why I'm saying, bro, Brody made some major mistakes. And that leads me to my third point, bro. Because not only did he show up looking like he didn't want to be free, he didn't show up single. Why would you bring your fine black girlfriend to a court case against your ex as if she didn't need any more motivation to cry on the stands? She now has a motivation right in her face with Megan. Good fine ass showing up with Jonathan majors to every single court Uh appearance. She is on his arm at Every single court appearance. You do not show up to a case against your ex with your new boo. And she finally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, your ass is out of here, bro.
1: Your ass out of he here. He did. Wow. See, I didn't know he did. that. He did it. He did it. Oh, same same
0: picture me. I showed you. Oh, that, that's
1: Megan.
0: Oh, yes, sir. He showed up with Megan good as much as he could. He oh. threw his new boo in her face. And maybe that wasn't his intention. Maybe bro was just really trying to show that he had moved on. but why would you show that you moved on in a court case versus your ex?
1: Goofy. uh, Here's the deal. They got to be smart enough to understand that support doesn't always mean physically there. Right. Right. You can support your man at the crib. Don't even pick him up. (laughs) Don't even pick him up from court. Don't drop him off. Don't pick him up. Yeah. Keep your buddy home. Hear about the court court case. Hear about hear about the day's proceedings. When he tells you in person at the crib, yeah, you cannot yeah. be seen. You having a court case about s- supposedly striking your ex, who's a yeah. white woman. Mm-hmm. You show up with Megan Good, who has been who men, both white and black, have fantasized about. Yes, since she came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I remember Megan Good at Rollbouts. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're into prime years,
0: yeah, yeah. prime years, yeah.
1: man. I mean, you you talking about you talking about foolishness, man? I didn't it, know all that. Ignorance is
0: it really is bliss, bro. If I was there, I would have told Jonathan, bruh, leave her at home, leave her at the hotel room. She'll yeah. be there for you once you're done with your court proceeding, fam. This ain't the move you need to make, Brody. This only gonna piss them off. It's only going to piss them off. And if you was trying to get free, your ass going to jail
1: today. You know what I'm saying? Another sidebar. And this is this is a relationship sidebar. I'm not saying I'm a relationship expert because I'm not. I promise you I'm not. But you need to talk with your partner on what exactly support looks like for them. Yeah. That was something that, that was that was on my spirit. I just had to say that. I always no, have those conversations about what does that look like for you? I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the love languages stuff because I, I I think... The love love languages are a good basis to go off of. I do think they are limited because I don't like putting labels on things. I don't like putting people in boxes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different variables that go into things. All I'm saying is have those conversations about what does support look like? Because I said earlier, support don't always mean being there physically. Yeah. If it don't call for it, don't be there. And honestly, in that type of scenario... She was probably trying to show support, baby. I'm gonna be there with you. Don't you worry about. It. I'll be right there. What? Honestly, her being there did nothing but hurt you. Nothing but hurt. It him, didn't bro. help you. You can't. You can't talk to her during court. She mm. can't. She can't comfort you during cur- court. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if she, if her physical appearance there is comforting you, you probably need to find some other sources of comfort because it, it's just not. That's not conducive. To a positive court proceeding, it's just not. You bring in your new boo, to and here's the thing: it's not like it's been three years since this happened. Mm-hmm. That true. would be more understandable. It would be more understandable if y'all were married. Yep. If he and Megan Good were married, and it's been I three it. years since the incident, mm-hmm. that doesn't look bad to me.
0: That's your wife. You know, what I'm saying, saying? She's, she's supposed to support
1: you. you. And yeah. it's been years of separation. Right. We're talking months Mm -hmm. of you not dealing with this chick and you already holding hands arm in arm with a new chick who's perceived as being battered in the the last one. It's just all it's just not a good look. It's not. At the end of the day, though, from the things I've heard about the story, there's still inconsistencies. Yeah. Where I don't see how he got. I'm just I'm going to have to I'm going to have to hear from the people. I have to get, and I don't want no just feel, I don't want feelings, I don't want thoughts. Give me what was presented, give me what was fact, and we'll go from there. But I don't necessarily feel like doing the research myself, so I'm asking the people to give it to me. That's all I'm asking.
0: Well, the fourth mistake that I saw him make would help you make a better observation of things.
2: Yes. Because
0: as physically gifted as Jonathan Major's presents himself to be i know the guy looks like he can run pretty fast hell he did run pretty fast on those videos he ran too damn fast (laughs) whatever happened in the car was what happened in the car there's no footage of them being in the car right it's about spatial awareness jonathan You run in public, you know there's going to be some business with their cameras that are going to be subpoenaed for that footage, bro. Stop in front of an obvious camera. Get your ass beat. Get your ass beat in public on camera. That way we have a little bit more evidence to go by. Yeah. You running 17 blocks away from this aggressor, <laughs> it looks bad. It but looks it's bad. It's worse if you let this person do what they were attempting to catch up you in the first place. Yeah. If she's the aggressor, if she's the bad person, if she essentially was trying to do harm to you, Take that ass weapon in public, do your best to restrain her, but show it somewhere where everybody can make the discernment of what's happening. Or, Not when it's in the car and it's he say, she say. In that court system, she is innocent until proven guilty, even when she's guilty. The yes. tears will liberate her from the clutches of the justice system, bro. Every so time. you got to get that evidence on tape, clear as day. Let her beat your ass for four to 17 blocks. But yeah. Do not run so damn fast If this happens to you, young one Listening to this conversation Stay somewhere where others Can see you and get help As soon as possible
1: Yeah, real talk real talk. I mean, honestly, treat it like Black men Any man, any woman Pull out your phone when a cop pulls you over Mm -hmm. It don't matter who you are At the end of the day, it's a frat And there may be cops listening to this and you can feel some type of way about what I'm saying, but I'm not saying anything negative. Right. I mean, there are plenty of frats in colleges. Cool. It's a it's a social club. It's a group. But at the end of the day, the police department is a fraternity. True. You know, uh, it, it, is, it is a bi-gender fraternity. There's men and women in it. And at the end of the day, they're going to ride for themselves. So it's always better to have reference that is unbiased, which is a phone camera. Yep. The camera has no reference point other than what you give it it Mm -hmm. doesn't say yay or nay it's just recording the facts period so in times of aggression and i'm not talking about like if you see a fight just sit there and record it honestly if you see a fight get away from it yeah your video is not going to change the game like somebody else will be recording but it's best that you get away from any type of violence like that guns get pulled out you get shot and you were just trying to be nosy Mm -hmm. Now. As Jonathan Majors, I would have, and supposedly she saw, uh, you know, a racy text from another young lady while they were in the car. She snatched his phone. He grabbed a phone. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Whatever happened in the car, we don't know. We exactly. don't. I don't believe anybody. I don't believe him or her because I don't know. I only believe what I have reference and evidence to believe. I mm-hmm. can't believe something i don't have evidence for so at that point if she was the perpetrator jonathan majors high profile name he's got an empire he's about to start (laughs) pull out your phone brother pull out your phone start recording shoot recordings actually got him messed up in a way talking about how she needed to be more like Coretta scott king and michelle obama which I think that was hilarious. It was kind of narcissistic. I will agree, mm-hmm. it was. It was very like, very pompous, uppity, whatever you want to call it. But that also isn't incriminating. Yeah, like people were trying to make that into evidence as to why he's he's cruel and 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 is um, uh, mentally abusing her and all that. No, that's not evidence for that at all. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not even close. But. He should have started recording as soon as a certain altercation occurred, whether it was her hitting him or yelling at him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because you have to remember at all times, you're a black male. She's a white woman. The odds are stacked against you always. It it sucks to say that. This isn't us riding on the race, racists, and race is a problem. No, it's just the truth of the matter. So... Wow. Pull out your phones. Wow, bro. I love
0: talking to you because you bring these things out of the cloud and just bring them, shoot them right into my brain, bro. As you were talking, I thought of a fifth reason why he messed up, bro. This is a bonus reason for why he messed up. And this is really a lesson for you, other brothers and sisters, and any others out there listening to the show. Stop texting women. Call Call her, bro. Call her phone, video chat, screen record from there. They collect receipts more than anybody on the planet and they're utilizing these text messages as time stamped receipts you can time stamp a phone call you can record a phone call but they ain't thinking like that they need the text messages if they have the text messages and they own the information they can mend it all they want and it can be taken out of context to their leisure Stop texting women Call them Video chat them
1: And always protect yourself Yes, Always cover your base And it's It's sad that you have to do that
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: we live in a world where um, People aren't always worried about the truth The justice Mm -hmm. system Has never been just Everybody knows that We're not even talking about race Just in general I don't care who you are What color you are It's never just Uh, But, yeah, I love that idea. I don't have arguments with my current girlfriend or any of the previous girlfriends or my son's mom via text ever, Mm -hmm. never. Why? Because, one, the way I text is very cut and dry. I don't I'm not in here putting emotion into it. So honestly, you're going to perceive that text however you feel. Not what mm-hmm. I intended. So I'm always like, you know what? Let me call them about this serious matter. Then yep. you can hear my tone is like this. Like, hey, I just wanted to talk to you about XYZ. You know, I feel like we should do this instead of that. Instead, I text something to you. And however you're feeling salty about the situation is how you're going to read it. Mm. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. So, yeah. So having having a text conversation back and forth about xyz speaking of text though she sent him a text while he was locked up didn't she Mm. saying like i'm sorry i told them not to not to take you or something like Mm. if covering them tracks covering them tracks if she is texting him saying i'm sorry she is now taking all responsibility off of him of there being any type of anything because saying I'm sorry is... Admission of in, guilt! In long form, I am taking responsibility for what occurred. Yeah. So, her sending him a text... and I remember they released this soon after the arrest. There was a text sent to her while he was in jail. For however long he was. Which wasn't long. And it was like, I'm sorry. And something to the effect of, I didn't... I I ask them not to take you or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, I guess that kind of leads into the next kind of segment in a way. It does. It does though. Yeah. So, so the next segment for y'all peeps, this is all, man, I think all the segments, my favorite, we just going to say the whole whole show is my favorite. (laughs) I love this show. So the next segment we got for y'all, is behind the schemes. Mm. And I repeat, not behind the scenes, behind the schemes, cuz there's always something else going on. Yeah. Behind the veil. Yeah. Yes indeed.
0: Yes. And it's an opportunity for all of you all to just hear our unbiased truth about some of the things that we're seeing that ain't adding up. It don't add heard a little bit of how we pontificate on those type of things look it's just independent research i'm just trying to notice things and i'm trying to see if y'all notice what i'm noticing yeah it's looking like a bunch of schemey shady behavior on a lot of things that are going on out here that just don't fucking make sense so if we happen to bring something up while we're talking about what's going on behind the schemes that you know more about get at us Inbox, please, please do Inbox. comment under a post, reply back to me on random posts that you see me trying to do. Investment. Yeah, because it's all going to be vital information for us to build this idea of what's actually happening.
1: Yeah, and I want to repeat we are not claiming to be experts on anything but ourselves, and we're not even fully experts on ourselves. We're mm-hmm. always learning new things, so don't take us talking about these things as if it is the gospel and there's no refuting it. We're just giving you the unbiased truth yeah. on what we feel is going on. Uh, so this is where you would in- enter your, your conspiracy theories or just things that do not make sense. And it implies that there are some things going on behind the schemes. So go ahead, Cam. Give us, give us a behind the scheme take that, that, we can, that we can elaborate on I'm, I'm excited for this one <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know I'm going to start out by
0: saying <laughs> We all have our own reality See, James has his own reality I have my reality But I'm trying to do more focusing On what's going on in actuality And the way I perceive the difference Between reality and actuality Is reality Is things that I've realized for myself Just like your reality are things that you come to perceive for yourself, your biases, your belief system. All of that is your reality. But what's happening in actuality are things that are going on that are actually happening, whether you know it or not, whether you perceive it or don't perceive it. This is what's actually going on. And that's what I'm hoping this this segment really promotes is people to stop looking at their own realities and kind of see actuality for a small moment in time. You yeah. Know? So for this segment specifically, bro, behind the schemes, man, you already blew the lid off of it. And the funny thing about this is, yeah. don't talk about what we bring to the podcast at all. Talk about the podcast. So it's wild, but yet so amazing that we stay on this frequency, even though we don't know what the other is about to present.
2: Yeah.
0: And the scheme, an idea. That Christmas is a pagan holiday needs to be blown away from the average person's mind. Christmas is a Christian holiday that was appropriated by the pagans and turned into a ritual that was shared with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. The pagans didn't do anything but steal things from other religions (laughs) and claim it to be their own. Yeah. A pagan is a hijacker. If you want to understand in layman's terms Langer's what terms. pagan actually would be. These are people that attributed rituals to certain religious and spiritual holidays all around the world. Yeah. All they did was appropriate other people's culture and turn it into their own shit. Sort of like what some of them people did with the blues and country music. But I ain't going to get uh, mad we, about yeah, that. And
1: rock and but
0: roll. Oh, another scheme. Oh yeah, you right. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. You're right, but that's a whole other scheme that needs to be uncovered. Listen, it's all about capitalism at this point when you're living in this economy, all right? We live in a country that is based on a certain type of economy. There are capitalists that are building their hedge funds up off the backs of the the average person working. And all you're doing, doing most of these holidays now, based on the rituals that they have set in place in this economy, is giving back all that hard-earned money to the corporations and people that are keeping you in that repetitive cycle of check-to-paycheck. It's difficult to break this down to people because they want to give all of the blame to some type of person that they've never met. Most of the people that attribute Christmas to the pagans ain't never met no damn pagan. (laughs) Ain't never even know what one would look like if they had to point it out in a lineup. But what you can point out is all of these corporations that consistently promote these ads in your face Every single holiday season, looking to fatten in their pockets and walk away greedy and fool, wanting more and more and more from people that just don't have it. All of us are suffering based on whether it be inflation or things that are out of your control. The more that you get into the holiday spirit and spend your hard-earned money in these stores, it's, the, it's, like, it's almost like you're bleeding yourself dry. You're drinking this poison, expecting somebody else to get sick. No, stop contributing to things that are all a bunch of schemes and money grabs. This shit is not real, y'all. It's not real. It is an opportunity to capitalize on your immature and malleable minds. The materialistic attitude that people enter into the holiday season with must be stomped. And I hope that when you hear shows like ours popping up, because I know we're going to inspire a future mountain mover or two, you'll know for a fact that we're not buying into the schemes and all of the ideals that have been force fed to us for years upon years it's all yeah. wait yo the jig is up we've uncovered the truth it's all a scam
1: it's all a scam and it, i mean look at any holiday <clears throat> and there's all the ones that that involve gift giving are always the ones that are highly publicized mm-hmm. why why don't why isn't there a huge marketing behind arbor day Wow, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like tongue, don't roll off the tongue too good. You know? <laughs> yeah, but uh, so for those that don't know, which there are a lot that don't know, what Arbor Day is. Arbor Day is the day where you you plant trees. It's a holiday <laughs> <laughs> where 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 the whole purpose is to plant a tree or trees or whatever. It's it's devoted yeah. to planting trees. That's more beneficial to the world. Then buying some jewelry is on Valentine's Day. <laughs> but but some of you have never even heard of it. <laughs> nice. that, that should t- all all holidays should be created equal, and if they're not, there's a reason behind it. Yeah. So yes. I I've got nothing to add other than yes, they're all scams. It's mm. all scams. And also, uh, for a person that is uh, that does have a background in finance and government. The government does not like spontaneity. So it's very easy to, to see the, the forecast of fiscal things whenever you have designed institutionalized events that, pro- that, you know, that have been proven to say, okay, we're going to have a boom here. Yep, Guarantee so I, know, I know what to do here. Call it Black Friday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're going to have a boom here. We make this holiday huge. Black Friday. Black Friday deals are a joke. There is no Black Friday deal. There isn't. They're all already overpriced. Mm -hmm. And you're still buying way over market value for everything. But they make you think that you're saving money. You're not. You're wasting money. Scam. And isn't isn't it crazy how you definitely needed that new TV? And Black Friday just rolled around like you. You haven't been needing a new TV. Now, there are some cases where you probably did need a new TV, but I'm talking about the majority of y'all didn't need nothing. You just so want it. You wanted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. man, I really do need a new a new laptop. No, you didn't. You now, just you, want a new laptop. You just wanted a new laptop. And you were like, oh, bro, it's two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars ain't that much. <laughs> <laughs> They still making 800%. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Bro, $200 is not that much. It's a lot if you hold on to it. It's not much when you say, you probably missed what I just said. But yeah, it's all a scam. All of it. And again, we are all subject to fall victim to it. We're not hating on you for doing so. Because there, there is something good in tradition. But as long as you are operating in your full capacity of understanding the tradition, you know, you're good. Understand that you're getting bamboozled when you buy that Black Friday deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not talking to those people. The people that know, they're like, hey, I know I ain't getting no deal. I know, I know Christmas, they really just trying to get me to buy all these toys. I know this. I have more respect for that. Right. But if you choose to be ignorant on what's really going on, like, I can't really help you, you know, it's, it's all about, it's all about, like you said, that independent research. Yeah. You got to know
0: what you're buying into, right. And, and know what you don't know. Like I'm not sitting up here saying I'm the foremost expert on anything. Yeah. I don't be knowing nothing. I just (laughs) know how to ask questions. That's one thing I do know is how to ask questions. The smartest people are
1: the ones that know how to ask questions.
0: Yeah. And my teacher always told me there's no dumb question. Yeah. What you got over there, bro? What you what you see them scheming on?
1: Man, I got so much. I don't even know how to narrow it down. Mm. And honestly, because we're in that season, that's that's really what I was on. And that's yeah. see, folks, that's one of the other things about our show. We don't discuss anything. Yeah, we know the segments we're covering, but we don't know the subject matter in the segments. So it's very possible that we could be coming with the same energy and the same stuff in the same show and what's great about that is you know we we flex our chops a little bit and we can come up with stuff on the fly so uh, i got one for you and this is this isn't uh a new behind the scheme but it's something that i really i don't know if we've talked about it before oh wow that's that's something new for us that's rare I don't know if we have or not. So you tell me. (laughs) So I think we have, I think it's on one of the unreleased pods. I'm not sure. Okay. So I have been really tuned in to the idea of, you know, we were talking about perspective and realities and, you know, all of that stuff. But let's talk about it in a scientific manner for a second. All right. How do you feel about the concept of there being multiple realities now I'm not talking about multiple perspectives. I'm mm-hmm. talking about people are truly experiencing different things on the same plane of time simultaneously how I believe do you it's quite possible you believe it's quite possible so let me let me uh go deeper so have we talked about the Mandela effect at all?
0: We've grazed over it in the unreleased episode that y'all might get.
1: If you pay us. Uh,
0: we, uh, We've talked about the Mandela effect. Oh, we yet.
1: have. Okay, so, so, for the, so since this is the first episode, I'm going to go ahead and drop on this nugget. But I'm finding more and more things that people are dying on hills for. Mm-hmm. That are contradictory to the other things people are dying on hills for. So let me explain to to y'all mm-hmm. that don't understand. So the Mandela effect is a really interesting topic, mm-hmm. and it's it's called the Mandela effect, named after Nelson Mandela. Now he had nothing <laughs> to do with this, <laughs> but but it all starts with people believing that two different things happened to Nelson Mandela. There are people that swore that he was imprisoned and died in prison. They swear by it. And then there are other people that swear by the fact that he got out of prison, became the president, and all that that stuff, and he he died peacefully. Two different things. Both of them cannot happen at the same time. Mm. But there are camps, separate camps. That die on the hills, that each one of those instances happened. So they coined it the Mandela effect because it was so big of a of a conversation. People were like, oh no, I thought he died in prison. Everybody thought that. And then everybody thought, no, he got out of prison. And mm-hmm. what are you talking about? So then it it turned into a whole bunch of other things that we all grew up on and experienced. We thought we experienced the same thing. Well, people are claiming that other things occurred. So let me give you an example. One would be Curious George. There are people that swear that will put their life on the fact that Curious George has a tail. Hmm. Then others will die on the fact that he doesn't have a tail. I ask you, the unbiased one. hmm what do you remember Curious in your childhood? Are you familiar with Curious George? Yeah,
0: of course, the, the curious little monkey. Yes. What's that saying? Oh. Let's go and see. <laughs> All right. yeah, yeah, I got you, I got
1: you. Yeah. Does Curious George have a tail in your remembrance of the character, yes or no?
0: No, nah, that monkey didn't have no tail.
1: See, and I'm glad I picked that one. I vividly remember Curious George hanging from a tree wow. by a tail. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making it up. Nobody influenced me. But I truly remember that. I truly remember it. Also, there are other ones. Chick-fil-A, the spelling of Chick-fil-A. How do you spell it, Cam? There
0: is no K on Chick.
1: Okay. Google Chick-fil-A now.
0: Man, don't do this to me, lad, bro. I'm going to start crying. Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. Oh, man, I'm about to Google this right now. Just Google Chick-fil-A. To Google it, Look, my phone's
1: spelling.
0: I don't even want to <laughs> do it.
1: I'm
0: shaking, y'all. I'm shaking. Yeah. Why is there a K right there?
1: Exactly. Exactly. That, so, but, is it, I, I Googled. Get it, get it, get it. Yeah. So, I Googled uh the the 50- 50, 50, examples of the 54 Mandela effect examples that will make you question everything. So I'm going to give you a few. So okay. they, they, co- they cover Nelson Mandela's death. So Nelson Mandela died in 2013, right? He's a president. Yeah. Yes. Michelle, I remember that. There are people that swear that he died in the 1980s in prison. Okay. <laughs> Jiffy, the, or, Sorry, Jiff, the peanut butter. If you Google Jiff, you'll find the creamy peanut butter, right? People swear that it was spelled Jiffy, J-I-F-F-Y. I I personally remember Jiffy peanut butter. Yeah. But if you Google it, it's Jiff, J I F.
0: I remember Jiff peanut butter, but there was Jiffy cornbread that came in a white and light blue box.
1: So it's very possible that people are misconstruing that with that. So I'm not saying it's absolutes. There are some. It's like, oh, no, you're probably thinking of this.
0: I see what's Yeah, that's what it
1: is. So Looney Tunes. The spelling of it. L-O-O-N-E-Y. How would you how do you remember it spelled the tunes part?
0: T-U-N-E-S Okay Because I was like, Why? I thought they were cartoons
1: <laughs> But it says Tunes to me So the set, And that's how most people remember it is, is The opposite, T-O-O-N-S Yeah But if you look at it, it's spelled T-U-N-E-S But people <laughs> die on the hill I found, okay, Curious George's Tale Yep that's one. So, ooh, this is a good one. So the show with um, the, the 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 bachelorettes in New York City, what is the show called? The it's, it's, no, no, no. It's 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 four or five women in New York City. Oh okay. City. Sex and the city. And the city. Yeah. Okay. So that is the established name of the show, but people have even taken pictures. Of objects that say sex in the city instead of and the city. Wow. Okay. So then you have Febreze, wow. the, the, the spray, Febreze, right? The spelling of Febreze, most people swear by Febreze being spelled F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E. Nope. There's no second E. There's no second E. It's just F-E-B-R-E-Z-E. Crazy stuff, right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. And the list goes on. Fruit loops. Ooh, this is this is one. So Fruit Loops. Oh, that's my favorite cereal, bro. Fruit Loops, people spell Fruit Loops F R U I T. That's Fruit, right? They don't fruit be eating loops. them for- <laughs> Fruit Loops is spelled, if you look at a current box, F R O O T. Yum two of the loops making the o's yep. yeah there's so much stuff ooh this is one for me so i grew we grew up in the pokemon era pokemon mm-hmm. dropped when we were kids it dropped we saw the genesis pikachu's tail i remember pikachu's tail having a black tip on it like a zigzag tip is that how yep. you remember it yep i
0: do but then i remember like certain ways it was pictured it didn't have anything on the tail Exactly. So it depends, but I think that was them like running little psyops on us. So,
1: so maybe that's it. Maybe they run a psyop. Maybe they because because right now Pikachu's tail, the base of it is brown and the tip is yellow, just like the rest of his body. Huh? Yeah, crazy stuff. It's the inverse of it. Wow. Kit Kit Kat. Is there a hyphen in between the kit and the cat or no? I remember it with a hyphen, but they're saying there was never a hyphen. It used to be like a bar in between, so it looked like a hyphen. I know, but they're saying that never occurred. That never was a thing. Just <laughs> yeah, kick Yeah.
0: This one of the psyops on us, bro. It's all that imagery, bro, for real. There might have been a few prints. It's like, all right, they had this whole issue with the movie Kazam. They swore that it that was it didn't ex- that played a genie on Shazam. the movie. But no. no, it's quite the opposite. Shaq was Kazam. Yeah,
1: Shaq was Kazam.
0: People That's swear Shazam. they saw Sinbad in this movie.
1: No, they Sh- it is. Shazam was Sinbad.
0: Hmm.
1: Kazam. Damn.
0: Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal.
1: <laughs> so this is one, this will be the last one. This one touches my heart. It really does. It's a Star Wars one. I told y'all at the beginning, I'm a Star Wars head i have seen all of them an ungodly amount of times. I have a problem, and I accept that. So the most famous line in Star Wars is what? It's said by Darth Vader. Okay,
0: Luke, I am your father.
1: And I would have said the same thing. It never said, Luke, I am your father. Okay. It said, no, I am your father. Whoa. But here's the thing. I some of these Mandela effects people have like recorded videos of like the the of the different thing. So yeah. like somebody ran their original VHS of Star Wars a New Hope. Or it yeah. wasn't a New Hope. It was I think it was Empire Strikes Back where he reveals.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it is. Empire Strikes Back and it says Luke, I am your father in their video. But if you run the Disney Plus version, it says, no, I am your father. I am your father.
0: So, There's a PSYOP, bro. That's what they're doing, bro. They're giving us different iterations of shit and testing it out on us.
1: So do you think it's that bad? Because that's honestly pretty simple. If it's a PSYOP, that's that's easily explained. Mm -hmm. But what if it wasn't? What if we actually are perceiving things on the same timeline, but in different realities, like they're all overlapping kind of because, you know, this is another thing that we're going to touch on another episode because because this this is too much at one time. Mm -hmm. But if you're familiar with the Loki, the Loki TV show, it's all about multiverse and timelines, the Marvel show Loki. Right. And basically all these different timelines are existing at one time. And they're all their own reality. Like, there is no overlap, basically. Mm-hmm. But the Mandela effect is implying that there is an overlap. That they all, the, we're, we're all in the same line, and then there's deviations. Like, small, tiny bumps where we deviate off, and then we come back on to the same reality, basically. Mm. So it's not a clean, precise line. It's bumpy. I don't know. Ooh, here's like- another one ooh, this one is going to – I know this one's going to touch you. So the Queen song, We Are the Champions, you know, at the end where it's like, we are the champions, and then, you know, goes up an octave, and then at the very end he says, we are the champions, and then Freddie Mercury says what? Of the world?" It never happened in the original recording. It must have been a live performance or something that I heard. (laughs) I swear to you. That's
0: the chance. That's how you end the song. There's no way. There's no, yeah, bro. If this is the case, then the, the main timeline, the sacred timeline is glitching. I believe we're on the sacred timeline, but then that would be a perception from my angle because maybe other cam is on his sacred timeline. Yeah. You see what I'm is,
1: saying? Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say what the sacred timeline is? That was my whole thing with the show Loki. I'm like, you have one man dictating the sacred timeline. I'm not going to give no spoilers away, but yeah. Who's to say my, my timeline is more valid than yours? I, I just think there's something behind the schemes there. I really do. I, it, it might just be a psyop. It really it might be, because there mm-hmm. are all those things. And for those that don't know what a PSYOP is, you can either Google it or we'll hit it on another episode.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: it might be a PSYOP. But I just feel like it's crazy that there are so many things that people die on hills for that they swear occur. And it's not like it's not beliefs. It's like physical, tangible things. Right. You know what I'm saying? That They're like, no, it was like this because I remember Curious George with a, with a tail. I don't
0: remember Curious George with a tail. And I always thought that was strange when I was growing up. Man, ain't it a monkey? What the fuck
1: ain't got no tail? See, and I always thought he had a tail. Hmm. I actually bought I bought Ezra a Curious George book the other day. I need to look on the book. Maybe they put the tail back in. So so for those listening and those that aren't uh, familiar with with uh, schemes and conspiracies, you always have to ask the reason why or the question why. There's always a reason to the conspiracy. Like the the powers that shouldn't be should never they're never just trying to make things difficult for you because it's funny. It, 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 there's a reason behind the scheme. So the question is, if it is a psyop, what is the purpose of it? Just to make us to cause dissension and things that don't matter. What is the what is the reason for the psyop? You know what it is, bro.
0: It's a vision. It's a vision test. Okay. It's like when we would go check and see if you have that twenty twenty vision, uh-huh. you close one eye, you close the other eye. What do you see from this angle? What do you see from that angle? What uh-huh. do you see from all the way far back? It's the same way with the way they promote and project things onto us. Yeah. Certain people are going to see actuality, and then others are only going to see things from their reality.
1: That's interesting. That brings me to the topic of the dress, the 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 white and gold dress or the black and whatever. You remember yeah, that?
0: dress?
2: I
1: Remember that? Yeah. that dress so was trendy. It, some way, it was a different color for other people. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. So I don't think it was a difference of our eyes. I really think that because here's the deal. I want to see a case study of the people that see it differently and then present all these colors to them individually and have them say what the color is like on a sheet of paper and yeah. see that if there are discrepancies there then yeah i'm more apt to believe that they're seeing the dress wrong but i really think that there were different images of that dress different color inversions being put out just to cause a stir i really do because like here's the at the end of the day there are colorblind people there are partially colorblind people and then there's people that see colors for what they are now there is a, a, a shade acuity that is different in everyone like, you can present a spectrum of red shades to me, and I might discern 14 different shades, and you might discern 17, right? Yeah. That, that is true. That happens, because it's all about visual acuity. But as far as seeing a totally different color, I hmm. don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's – I need to see a full case study. Like, all you, all you white and gold folks – or white and silver, whatever the colors were, I need yeah. you over here with all these other folks, and I need y'all, we're going to show y'all a color on the screen, you're not going to blurt it out, you're not, I don't want any influence outside of your brain. Right write <laughs> down, we're going to do 10 colors, write mm-hmm. all them mugs down, and we're going to compare. If they all get 100%, it was different pictures, bro, 100%. Right, right, different. right, and,
0: and that's why I said, like, you got to understand why and also, you gotta kind of see things outside of your own reality if that's possible for a moment. Cause you don't like to always think that somebody's doing something to you. No. You know think that you know like oh man this is they plotting on me oh, i can't trust anything that i see i don't want this is not what the, this, not is, not what what this is. is for okay
1: no it's not what this
0: <laughs> is at all. you to do is ask the right question why and come as close as possible you can
1: yeah. to a truth that helps you but there are something and here's the thing do the mandela effect examples matter in day-to-day life no but i think uh-huh. it's interesting i hope not but i think it's <laughs> interesting To think about, like, why are there such discrepancies about these worldwide known things? Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be. If they're that big of a thing, why are there camps on either side that believe in its tangible things? They're not ideas. Yeah. They are tangible ideas and objects. They're not ethereal. We can touch them. Why are there so many discrepancies? It doesn't make sense. Psy-op. It really doesn't, Psy-op. man. It, it, it's Psyop, bro. It's and Psy-op, I, Psyop is fun. Like Yeah, the, it is.
0: It just, is. It, is. It, it, gets, it gets your mind going. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, maybe, maybe. What, it, it, it makes you it makes you ask that next question. What if?
1: Like, what if? Here's here's a what if for the for the uh, Mandela effect Psyop, you ready? Mm-hmm. What if, depending on how you perceive it, they are categorizing you. To place you in a certain block. Whenever they. Uh, you know. Inflict uh, martial law and stuff.
0: <laughs> I have that in my mind. That's why I used to work with this company. I won't say their name. I used yeah. to work with this company that used to build these personality. Uh, quizzes. Yeah. And what we would do is. We would take like some of your favorite TV shows. And we'd be like. Take this quiz. if you, And to find out if you're this character. Yeah. And what we would do is. We would build profiles based on how people answered those questions you give them five characters and they answer these questions and the questions are general almost themed like the character that you want to be like You know Would say certain Things or react To certain things And based on that We built these Character profiles That helped us Build marketing tools And marketing specs In order to promote Certain things to you I won't bring up Cambridge I mean uh, I won't bring up That company But I will say (laughs) That I felt That that shit was wrong Because the data That we were collecting On these people We were using it To sell to other Major marketing And ad companies So not only Do we understand Kind of how you think We're also selling it To people with Better tools And better resources that can also mine this data from you, based on how you like pictures, based on what websites you go to, and based on what you to purchase, in order to build this personality profile that can help either trigger you or nullify you, based on what you're seeing every single day.
2: Yeah.
0: Oops, I I wasn't (laughs) supposed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bro, that was. Disregard that. Disregard that, listeners. Uh, Nobody's actually still doing that. Those type of companies are shut down.
1: Your algorithm's
0: not based on any of that data
1: that I just mentioned. We're striking that from the record. (laughs) <laughs> Redacted. Matter of fact, you won't hear this part of the podcast.
0: <laughs> Maybe I just got a little bit out of bounds. And that's what the leading into the last segment of the show sounds like us giving you the opportunity to hear things you may not have heard from a perspective that's unbiased and willing to push the boundaries. I wasn't supposed to tell y'all that, I wasn't supposed to give you all a peek behind the curtain. I wasn't supposed to remove the veil from your eyes to show you this shit, Yeah, but it's important for us to have these conversations about things that we do or don't know. So we all can grow. The more I know, the more I know, I don't know, but what, you know, I got to know I'm trying to grow. Yeah. So essentially going out of bounds, isn't about just being rebellious. It isn't just about being different. It isn't about like always going against the grain. It's about being vulnerable. And having the opportunity to speak your truth, whether you want it to be respected or checked. Bruh, for this segment, man. Yeah, I'm listening. I wanna talk about just briefly what do you think happens to not only the people that falsely accuse somebody of anything? It could be stealing a pencil, mm-hmm. it could be something heinous that you know society will shun you for what do you think happens to them after something like that is alleged on them? And then on the inverse of that, what do you think the accuser gains from doing what they did?
1: Well, you know, I can speak from personal standpoint of what Mm -hmm. happens to an accused. Um, You almost lose your identity. Like if you're not, if you're not strong in who you are, You can know without a doubt that what is being um, what is being accused is not true. Yeah. But because there's there's energy in things, I feel like. Depending on the amount of energy put towards labeling you that and the amount of people, it's a it's a quantity thing, I think, as well. True. I think the amount of people that ride with that idea, your brain and your body almost have no choice but to receive and act as if they're true. Mm. So, for example, a person that's falsely accused, although they didn't do it, you can feel almost embarrassed. Which is kind of a weird and you can you what you'll do is you'll be embarrassed and you'll you'll be a recluse, which Mm -hmm. implies guilt to the untrained eye. If you're looking at it all, you know, on surface, you'll think, Oh, you know, I ain't seen them since so and so said this. Mm -hmm. They you know, they did that. It's like, no, it's because like it there there's something that happens to said identity that it's it's hard to really make sense of. It's just it's gone. And you almost have to you have to fight the lies because as we talked about earlier thoughts are things. Mm-hmm. Your words are powerful, thoughts are things as well. And because they're things, it takes actual combat. Although it's in the ether. You still have to combat it. Yeah you know, it's still, it's still very real. So yeah, that's what I'll say. You almost lose who you are or it's like those types of attacks are designed to where you lose sense of self. Mm. It's, it's, um, you know, it's one of those deals where you'd rather be in physical pain. Mental pain is always worse. Yeah. It really is. It
2: is. (laughs) Yeah, true.
1: Mental pain hurts so much more because physical pain there typically are, uh, are, um, ointments, there
2: elixirs.
1: are elixirs, <laughs> procedures. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not talking about the major ones like cancer and all that. Like, of course, those are different, but just simple pains. You know, those can be fixed. You know, by something. A mental yep. pain is all on you. Even if you go to therapy, it's still on you. Yep. You know, it's we still
0: truly recover. you never really. Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's it's really you know it's. You've basically, you have, you know, they say, they say like you scar people and they never truly, you know, heal from, but honestly, when it comes to things being untrue, being accused of those things, you're forever going to have that in the back of your mind. And it's a constant everyday, like overcoming of, well, that doesn't apply to me, despite Mm -hmm. what, what some people may believe. That's not what applies. That doesn't apply to me. So on the flip side what does the accuser have to gain? Yeah. There are, there are people, and this is this isn't a man versus woman talk. This could be you can you can put a man or woman in either one of the roles. That's why I said accused, yeah. you know, yeah. and alleged. <laughs> and you notice I only spoke from my perspective. I did not yeah. that is the, the blanket way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I think the accuser has to gain. Well, one. If it's untrue, we're talking about untrue circumstances, just to remind everybody, this isn't us victim blaming for a real occurrence. This is people, we know for a fact, it is not true. Right. So let's go ahead and lay that out, because I don't want to hear that. That's something I don't want to see in the comments. Like, you didn't listen, obviously. Mm -hmm. If you're saying, well, no. So the accuser going out of their way to say a certain thing, whether it's simple or big, it doesn't matter. You, what you have to gain, I think, is attention. Mm. Because at the end of the day, what do victims get? They get attention. Attention, yep. And um, depending on the scale of the accusation, you could just want somebody to care about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. You, you want somebody to put their focus on you maybe you lack compassion or maybe maybe you lack uh kindness in your life like nobody's really showing you compassion and kindness and attentiveness so one good way to do to get all that is to become a victim of something mm-hmm. <laughs> like even you look at you don't teach kids to lie they learn how to do it how do they learn you don't teach them to lie you don't you do you really you really don't teach your kids to lie, but my kid has lied to me multiple times. Now, yeah. I own because I'm much smarter than him, but we don't teach them these things. But they, they've they already come to understand that when I tell the teacher that he hit me and he didn't, that teacher is going to show more attention towards me. Mm hmm. You're not really concerned with now. There are times where you are concerned with the outcome of the accused. Yeah. But sometimes it's more selfish than it, than it is. You trying to get that other person in trouble when it comes to the small things. The big things, it could be a mix of both. You may have, been, you may have felt slighted. Yeah. You may have felt slighted about a certain interaction. So mm-hmm. not only do you feel slighted by them so you want them to pay but you also want to feel better at the same time how do you feel better you get people to hey just checking on you what they did was horrible xyz you know what i'm saying yeah and there's there's, yeah. there's always a personal there's always something they deem valuable that they receive from the false accusation i've been accused mm-hmm of cheating on a girlfriend by the friends who were all trying to sleep with me. Hmm. Pathetic. (laughs) They they were trying to get with me. This is what's crazy. They were trying to get with me. I wouldn't even give them the time of day. So then they went to my then girlfriend and said that I was cheating on them. (laughs) Not with them, not with themselves, but just with just her, yeah. right? Then that didn't work because there was no evidence. So they then, the same girls that I know, and they know that I know, that they went to my girlfriend, the same girls tried to come to me and tell me that my girlfriend was cheating on me. Mm. But you just tried to tell her I was cheating on her. <laughs> Well, misery loves company, and will right. do anything for it. Mm-hmm. And what I came to learn is that the thing that they could gain from the false accusation was I was leveling her out a bit because I was yeah. sure I wasn't the she wasn't the same fly by the seat of my pants do whatever I want girl. Not because I was imposing, not because I was a tyrant, but because it comes with the territory when you hang with me. You have no choice. Not because I force you. It's just what naturally happens. You are going to center a little bit. You're going to come down a little bit. That's just how I move. And they didn't like that. So they wanted the old her back. Hmm. They had a personal game. Jealous assholes. Exactly. You know, it's all at the end of the day, it's, it's rooted in selfishness. So that's my long answer for those questions.
0: I I really appreciate that perspective, bro. And when I was formulating that question, I didn't know we were going to talk about Jonathan Majors, which is, I mean, really the whole beauty of this podcast unfolding every single segment, y'all, for real. Because I didn't know for sure if we would talk about that, but he was in mind when I formed that question. Uh, And it's important to just kind of look at it from both angles, even if there's trauma rooted in either side for you. Uh If you have been uh, assaulted or anything of that nature under the sun, anything's happened to you against your will, it wasn't your fault, and it's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to heal from what happened to you.
1: It but is. I will say this. it's your only your responsibility.
0: Yeah, it's it. You can't you can't be an innocent bystander and people are shooting and you get shot just because that bullet wasn't intended for you. Doesn't mean you got to lay there and bleed out. No, yeah. get yourself to the hospital. Get that bullet taken out of you and do the rehab to get back to being yourself again. Understand It'd be stupid for you to just lay there and say, oh, it's my fault. Why I got shot. So I'm just going to bleed out. That's stupid. That's stupid. That person's not, the person that shot you is not going to come help you up and say, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. (laughs) No. No. They're going to continue hurting people. You got to get yourself out of harm's way now and do the work to get back to feeling like yourself. And that's what I hope the accuser of all of these false allegations realizes. Because all they truly want is support, attention. Like you said, they want somebody to support them. They want somebody to hold their hand, come through and trauma bond with them. They also want justice for whatever they perceived happened to them. But on the inverse of that, the person that's being accused of this bullshit ass accusation is having to deal with an ego death that was not meant for them. Just because you want to take somebody off of the platform, just because you want to quote unquote humble someone. That doesn't mean you have to make up lies and then besmirch their entire name yeah. in order to feel better about yourself. The person that ain't doing shit for themselves,
1: yeah, because depending ignorant on ignorant pathetic, yeah, and depending mm-hmm. on a person, it may or may not be uh, repairable. Yeah, you know, it's true. You know, it I don't really think ends. Jonathan
0: Major can bounce back from this, bro. Jonathan Majors yeah, ain't you know. bouncing back from this, bro. For real, he—they already seeing he's losing deals. Marvel yeah. is one of the biggest stages you can get on right now as an actor, unfortunately. Until Disney, we start making better movies, yeah, Disney, Disney Marvel.
1: Within, within the like, the, within twenty minutes, I think Disney officially fired him.
0: Yeah, yeah you ain't bouncing back from that, which bro.
1: honestly is better than what they did to Johnny Depp. And what's crazy is Johnny Depp white.
0: Right. Yeah. When they he's fired, also a rebel, he's also a yeah, renegade, is, you know, so
1: he might as well be black. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. But they fired Johnny Depp years before, you know, they even any knew. real
0: evidence was produced.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they did better than, I guess they learned their lesson.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's like, well, we can't fire him now, but let's wait to see what this boy did.
0: Right. Right. And that's really, it's just a precautionary tale, honestly. And I'm not trying to tell you all to look at the justice system or any of these systems that are put against us or or that are upheld as a negative situation. There's a lot of benefits to being in that system, especially if you are somebody that can benefit from them. But as a male in that system, you need to know that you are not innocent until proven guilty. You are guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. And that perspective is a lot healthier for you because you will go about life not trying to make mistakes that yeah. will wind up in that system. Yeah. If you know that you can be guilty before proving innocent in that system, you won't do half the goofy ass shit you go around doing willy nilly. Yeah, the game is not level for you, especially if you got this skin. Yeah, on it. Skin, as a male, that system is not set up and designed in yeah. your favor. None Design. of those courts are set up and designed for you to win as a male. So make sure you play the game how the game go, and don't be so optimistic and wear black panther suits to court. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I gotta look at the whole fashion week of, of court. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> I need to pull up. I need to pull up the the lineup for every day uh, <laughs> and see him side by side. See if he was telling the story. He may have been telling the story. Because as a Harvard grad, you know, part of me, him being a Yaley or a Faley, as we like to call them, um, you know, is it's, it's not funny. Uh-huh. It's, I don't want anybody. If you did the crime, yeah, I want you to do the time. Uh, but if it's unclear, I'd rather it be clear, you know, abundantly clear what yeah. occurred and who's in the wrong before any action is taken place. So I, I don't know if. If this is final, I don't know if there'll be an appeal or if there's more evidence to be had. Again, I haven't really done the research. I've just heard the whispers from other people. Um, But, you know, I just I I don't. Although I want people to have the consequences for what they do, I also try to not relish in the fact that there are consequences. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, that's bar that's barbaric. That's, yeah. like, that's like, you know, when the gladiators went out, and this is a history lesson for all of you that don't know, gladiators were just slaves that happened mm-hmm. to be trained to fight. They weren't, yeah, they were men of renown, but at the end of the day, they were slaves. Mm-hmm. They were all, the, some of them were willingly slaves because they had debts to pay. So they, what they would do is they would go sell their bodies to this labor of fighting, to the death to pay off their debts. Some of them were actually foreigners that were captured in war. It's like, oh, this will make a good good fighter for this domina or this dominus. At the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is that that you, man, there's so much. And I know we don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't have a lot of time. So I don't even want, you know what? I'm going to save it. So, <laughs> I love it. I love it, bro. Because I, I was about to go in, but mm-hmm. I'm going to stop. But I'll say to
0: to end up my part of it is just, it's right. We do need to have justice for anything that actually happened. If it's unclear, sort of like what you were saying, C. James, I don't really know what justice would look like if it's unclear. But I will say this. Thinking that somebody getting true justice through the justice system is ignorant. Because innocent people go to jail every single day. Every day. It's called a plea deal. Boo! Look it up and realize when the plea deal was introduced and why it was introduced to people with this skin.
1: Yep. 100%. Yes,
0: yes, they have an over 90% conviction rate because over 90% of those were plea deals.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to get off on a lesser charge. I'm not about to take this shit to trial. I'll lose. Yep. So remember that when you say, well, the courts found him guilty, so he must have done it. No innocent
1: people go to jail every, every single day. day. Every day, that's been. Yeah, yeah. And then you you have those rare occasions where the accuser, the false, the false accuser gets found out. Mm. But what happens to them? Because you 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 have you have a crazy sentence for the accused. But in my in my perception of, of things. And what would be just a false accuser should receive more than what the Mm -hmm. accused was going to get. Because now we're dealing in lies. Because if we're dealing in truth, yeah, give them what they deserve. But Mm -hmm. you went out of your way to almost ruin someone's life. You deserve more. Yeah. Yeah. Like you went out of your way. So we're going to go out of our way.
0: Mm -hmm. You Uh, waste the course time.
1: Yeah. If you get all that back. You paying all my court fees, Mm -hmm. paying all my lawyer fees, and whatever time I was gonna get, you're gonna get that answer. Yes. And that you do that one time and you publicize it. I think the false accusations would kind of squander a little bit. Yep. like unfortunately somebody's gotta be made an example of because false accusations happen all the time. That's why, like, I, I refuse to speak on either side of the Diddy situation? Cause I don't know. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not informed. I don't, do I think Diddy's weird? Yes. Do I think he's done some unfavorable things just in general? Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I can't speak on him. I hear what people say. Like, yeah, Diddy be throwing some weird parties? I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know what that means, you know, same thing with Jonathan majors. They're saying he's pompous and that, This is two years of abuse coming to a head. I don't know that. I didn't know who Jonathan Majors was two years ago. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So Mm -hmm. I can't speak yay or nay on anything. All I do know is that some things don't make sense to me, but doesn't mean that they're false. You know? That's that's my unbiased opinion of it. Hey, you got to love it, man. I love that. Yeah. But, man, I think this was a great episode. I'm going to save my out of bounds. We almost gave them three hours of content on the first go.
0: Yeah, you know, you know they've been they've been bitching at me in the tweets. And I scrolled <laughs> telling me what I need to do and how I need to do it. Yeah. Where I need to collaborate, when I need to release. Well, you know what? When we do come back, we're never lacking. We always pack.
1: Yeah, always packing. <laughs> keep that thing on us. Um, but I want to give a shout out to anybody that's listening. Uh, to this episode our inaugural episode of Out of Bounds with the Unbiased one and C James listen we want you to interact with what we got going on we're not doing this for our own health if that was the case we would just call each other uh you know so we're we're encouraging you all uh to comment to have this or to you know to join in on this dialogue with us we're not getting paid to do this we're not getting any money from this so this isn't us trying to entice you so that we you know we make money off y'all backs no we really enjoy this and we think people would benefit from this we're not saying that we're going to you know change the world or start a coup all we're trying to do is open up our normal conversations to possibly some like minded people at the end of the day and we're going to give it to you uncut and raw just like Eddie Murphy you know what i'm saying that's that's, that's, that's just all i got to say bye
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate each and every one of you as well. We'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, stay tuned. T-U-N-E, not (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, y'all.